It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman. Dun, 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 dun. It's Superman. It's Super Superman. Uh, but this uh, one sucks. I this can't. one sucks. I'm not drunk I'm enough for this. Sort of disappointed that I'm. You made me watch this horrible quest for peace thing. Ta-da. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. Which were apparently terrible. Oh my goodness. Well, today is Superman 4, The The Quest Quest for for Peace. Peace. And this is one that John showed me. And I might actually be uh, calling the lawyer after this one. Yeah, you know what? Um, You you wouldn't be wrong to do so. I will say in my defense... This is a bad defense, but in my defense, I knew it would be terrible. Uh, that's why we're drinking right now. Yeah. Um, Cheers. To, so we can clink. Uh, so we can actually talk about this um, without without being uh, too uh, too upset. Um, yeah, this is a movie that I saw when I was uh, ten years old. Not long after I saw Cobra. And on the Cobra episode, I mentioned Cobra was one of the first movies. Cobra. Oh man, Cobra was so much more fun than this. Cobra. Although they are both Golan Globus movies. Um, as was Over the Top. As was Over the Top. Um, yeah, I'm can, surprised can, that Canon films. Canon films had their hands in a lot of pies. Can I say that I'm, I'm really surprised that we didn't have some kind of a. I don't know, cameo of Stallone. Spoiler alert, there's oh, no cameo oh, cameo of Stallone. That's because this budget couldn't have, this film could not have afforded oh Stallone. God, what a no name. way this film could have afforded anything. I'm surprised. This film really probably couldn't have afforded Christopher Reeve if it for, you know, or Gene Hackman if it weren't for basically, you know, well, I think Gene Hackman just probably was like, whatever. I think Gene Hackman was having the time of his well, life. Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman didn't give two shits. But So going back, before we get to that, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I saw this movie, I guess it came out in 87. Um, I thought it was 1986, but I, I, it actually came out in, uh, oh, it came out in the summer of 87, it was, but I was one of the last things I saw when I lived in Somerville as a child. I knew I saw it with my friend Jim, who, uh, he moved away after that summer, and I, and I moved away too, so I knew I had to have lived where I lived when I saw it. But uh, this was, I, I back when, when I saw Cobra in 1986, I mentioned that was one of the- Cobra. All right, this is what happened last time. Just <laughs> shut up and let me finish my goddamn thing. I'm drinking. I'm not, like, drunk. <laughs> so I'm not happy enough to, li- to deal with that. Okay, so Cobra, um, you know, was, I mentioned that podcast, was the movie that I, you know, first thought, wow, a movie- might not be good, but I didn't at the time. I enjoyed it in the theater, and it wasn't until retrospect and thinking about it that I realized how flawed it was. But like five this, minutes later, this like a week later, and it turns out <laughs> I was wrong because it's actually pretty great. But uh, but this movie was a movie that I watched, and my friend Joe and I went alone. Mm. You know, like this was like no you parents, know, no, yeah, no. This was <clears throat> well, this is back in you know we live in Illinois now, so we this is something that will never happen again. Um, but you know, we were just dropped off at the theater, and you know, she picks and his mom picked us up later. But this was a movie where, and we were like some of the only people in the movie theater because this movie was a massive flop. Um, and during the movie, I was like, this movie's not good. And that's the first time in my life I ever remember that ever happening. So I knew going in to showing you this that it, it was not good. 
However, I don't think I was prepared because it's been a long time since I've seen this one. I don't think I was prepared for quite how bad this movie is. I mean, I've uh, last was it was it my birthday last year that you got me the Superman? It was uh, one of the years? Yeah. yeah, it was like it was like a year or two ago. You bought me a box set of all the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, right? And I, of course, immediately watched one and two. And not long after three, uh, you know, I love the first two Superman movies, and I think three is entertaining and flawed. It's a bad movie, but it's not it's not it's not gruesome, you know, to watch. It's got an entertaining, you know, goofy feel to it, you know, that you know, frankly, I I I, I like right uh, too much Richard Pryor, but that's which is a weird thing to say, but Richard Pryor never really did movies well. Uh, but this this movie. Ugh. So anyway, I guess to go in a little background information about this movie, because I'm not the only one who thinks this way about it, so did Christopher Reeve, uh, a little backstory of, of how this movie ended up coming to be. Uh, the uh, After Superman 3 came out in, in 1983, it didn't do very well. Like, it was mixed. It wasn't, it wasn't a total failure, but it was, you know, it, box office was... Eh, and the critics were, it, it had mixed reviews, you know, leaning towards kind of poorish. So uh, Christopher Reeve and the Salkind, uh, you know, brothers, uh, they basically decided, they, they, they kind of went, you know, I think this, this Superman series has run its course. Mm-hmm. And um, you've probably never seen it, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. It may show up on our podcast later. There was a 1984 movie, Supergirl, which is also really friggin' terrible, uh, that... Um, Reeve was supposed to have a guest appearance in, you know, a guest cameo appearance in. Uh, Supergirl. In Supergirl. Okay. Because she's Clark, she's Kal-El's cousin. Okay. Kara Zor-El. Uh, but uh, so she was, was. So just so I understand the origin of Supergirl, she also got off She, the uh, yeah, there's another, there's another, she, her, like, there's like a little colony, uh, like, uh, like, I, I don't know if they were blown free of Krypton. I can't remember. It's been a long time, or if they were a colony off of Krypton, so they survived. Uh-huh. You know, like it, it's a ridiculous. Gotta movie. love the back time origin Oh, oh man, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Everybody if you read, back. Allie, before you, before you make fun of the movie, though, I'm not making fun of the movie. Uh, I'm making the, fun of before back. you. Okay, before you sing over Retro. me, the idea that Superman is the last surviving son of Krypton is really tenuous at best because there's a million Kryptonians in comics. There's so many survivors of the Krypton disaster that pop up year in and year out. They get retconned out and then they come back in, you know. So, but um, well, just just defend it a little bit more. I'm not defending it. Just I'm just a little like, bit of defense. In look, I love the bottle city of Candor, and I will not have you speak ill of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I'm sure many of our listeners who would normally take your side will agree with me. Uh, but um, but so uh, this so that was and that Supergirl flopped humongously. Right. So the Salkinds were done with the the whole Superman universe. You know, and so was Reeve. You know, he was like, I'll do this little cameo, which never came to be. He was too busy. Right. You know, and that movie was terrible and flopped. And they, so, but Golan Globus slash Canon Films came by and bought the rights to Superman. Gotcha. And, you know, of course, to do these Superman movies, it's like Christopher Reeve was the definitive Superman, you know. And they, they were like, we're not going to make a Superman movie without him. We need him. And he was like, I really don't want to do another Superman movie. That last movie wasn't the best experience for me. It wasn't that great a movie. I'm kind of done with the character. I do, I've done everything that I could possibly think of to do with the character. And, you know, and, and, and it's like Canon Films is not a 
high budget company, so they didn't have that much money, you know, to offer him that like to do it. But what they did offer him was help with his pet project. He had a, a script called Street Smart that he really wanted to get done. And so Canon Films basically talked him into playing Superman if they would produce they would produce Street Smart. Have you seen Street Smart? I haven't, but from what I hear, it's it's got mostly positive reviews. And uh, Morgan Freeman was in it, and that was his first big role after Electric Company. He considers it kind of his breakaway role. The movie didn't do that well, but like, but Morgan Freeman, if I remember correctly, was maybe nominated for a Best Supporting Actor or something in it, something like that. He, like he, it, it, it's it's a movie that, from what I hear, is actually pretty good. And uh, it was in the eighties. In the eighties, yes. So, and therefore, it can go on our list as a possible movie that we've Yeah, played. but I mean, a good movie from the 80s? I mean, have we done any good movies from the 80s that, like, succeeded as podcasts? We, we do much better with these shitty monster movies. Yeah, true. Monsterlessly shitty movies. This isn't a monster movie, really. So, uh, but so so, uh, so, basically, Reeve agreed to do it. And it was a terrible experience from start to finish for him. He said it's, like, one of his biggest regrets. Uh, this movie flopped massively and mm-hmm. was critically savaged. I think it's got like 12% on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm really amazed that it even has that many. Yeah, I'm it's like, pretty bad. Like, the fact that there are film critics who gave this a positive review are stun- is stunning to me. Like, you professionally watch movies for a living and you have good things to say about this? I mean, there how many how many movies came out in 1986 that like didn't make the muster for this idiot critics, these idiot critics that like praised it? Frozen Assets. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know when that came out. I don't even. I don't know. Is that an actual movie? Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe that was just like a you know, no. like you just pick two random words. No, Shelley Long was in it. Oh well, it probably flopped. Yeah, <laughs> if Shelley Long was in it, it almost certainly did flop. Um, but so this movie was created. Uh, it it Reeve Reeve actually basically like he he felt it derailed his career. Mm-hmm. You know, and That's probably right. Like like he didn't really get solid work ever after that point. You know, and then, you know, and there was talk of doing a Superman 5 later, you know, like like a little, a few years later, but it, those talks never got off the ground. And, you know, in the mid-90s, he unfortunately had his accident. And so it was, you know, he could never play Superman again after that, you know, and then he passed away. So we, we lost Christopher Reeve's chance at a Superman 5 because Superman 4 was so, so terrible. Bad. It crippled the franchise for like almost 20 years. And until they came back with Man of Steel. No, no, actually, it's uh, Superman. Smallville. Superman Returns. Oh, Superman Returns. Smallville's a TV show. You know, I, I know, but yeah, I it, it, like... yeah, and it barely even has Superman in it. He doesn't. That's I think he, true. He, I don't think he's ever Superman in that, from what I've heard. I never watched Smallville because I'm not an idiot. But um, <laughs> it's debatable. Uh, it's debatable. Yeah, well, I am an idiot, but I'm not that kind of idiot. Uh, but you know, it wasn't until Superman Returns in like what 2006. I guess, you know, so like 20 years. Yeah. And Superman Returns was not that great in, a, in and of itself, but Superman Returns, even even its existence was predicated on the notion that three and four never happened. Because mm. it's like, it's a direct sequel to like Superman 2. 2, yeah. Essentially. So... You know, but it, it, it yeah, it's, um, so yeah, and uh, so going back, just the, the facts is, it was directed by Sidney J. Too long, Fu- didn't read. Yeah, it was directed <laughs> by Sidney J. Fury, whose main claim to fame is the Iron Eagle movies, or, you know, you might know him as the director of uh, the classic Ladybugs. Yes. <laughs> you know, or, uh, you no. know. You... <laughs> no. <laughs> or you might know him from Dr. Blood's Coffin. You know, some of his yeah, classics. No. You know, so, uh, you know, he, he was the director. That's Sydney. Uh, I don't know. The couple of guys wrote the screenplay. Who cares? Lawrence Connor, Mark Rosenthal. Um, according to uh, the commentary we have, 
on this, which I haven't watched, but according to Wikipedia in the commentary for this movie, uh, whichever of the co-writers, uh, it does the commentary. And yet the commentary is done by one of the co-screenwriters. That's the only person they could get for it. Um, like, he basically the said the, the, the budget was slashed in the middle of production. And from what I heard, like, the budget of the movie started at $34 million, which is respectable. Yeah. It was slashed to $18 million. Oh, boy. All sorts of huge swaths of the movie ended up on the cutting room floor because part partly because they were very cheaply made and partly because they were they didn't test like other scenes didn't test well you know so like the movie ends up being a really disjointed mess it's it's shorter than you think it is from watching it oh god it, it feels, feels like it a feels three hour movie. so long but it's only like an hour and a half yeah it feels really but like long. and it and it it, it it part of it is it's so poorly paced and so confusing and like it's like you never like all like most of it just doesn't make much sense yeah and it's yeah, it's sad because you actually they got the entire cast really of Superman, the Superman movies back together. Mm-hmm. You have you, I mean, you have you know Reeve. You've got Margot Kidder. You know, uh, Gene Hackman's come back as Lex Luthor, and it's funny because Gene Hackman wouldn't do the third movie because he didn't like working with uh, whatever his name is, the guy who took over for Richard Lester, who took mm-hmm. over for Richard Donner in the middle of Superman two when Richard Donner was fired. Uh, you know, uh, Hackman was very loyal to Donner, so he didn't do three because Richard Lester also directed that. At, you know, in fact, he like if you, all the scenes that Hackman shot uh, af- in Superman two after after Donner was fired, uh, Lester had to leave, wasn't allowed in the set. Like he wouldn't do the scenes with Lester. Like the assistant director had to shoot any scene that had Gene Hackman in it. Wow. Um, yeah, Gene Hackman just was like absolutely not. Yeah, so they got all the cast. So they got all the cast together. They got Jackie Cooper, you know, former child star. You know, uh, you know. Formerly the until Kramer versus Kramer, the youngest person ever to be uh, yes. get an Oscar nomination. Uh, they, you know, uh, Doug McClure. And I'm sure it wasn't hard to get. Not is it Doug McClure? Or is it's I'm, not Troy. Mark McClure. McClure. Mark McClure. Yeah, Doug McClure is a is, an, is one of the actors that Troy McClure is based on. Uh, Mark McClure is the guy who played Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy, he was also in Supergirl. The only continuity really uh, between the movies, and he, yeah, ugh. Um, so he. Uh, yeah, he'll do anything because he doesn't really have a career. But, uh, you know, so it's got all those people. You, you also get uh, veteran character actor Sam Wanamaker as the, I, I think he's supposed to be a Rupert Murdoch type, uh, Sam Warfield. He, he's the guy who bought the Daily Planet. I, I know who you're and I you know get who La- And you get uh, Lacey Warfield played by Muriel Hemingway, probably best known for Manhattan and for being Hemingway's granddaughter. You know. <laughs> um, okay, so let's do elevator pitches. Okay. Oh, oh, and you have a very, two very small camp. Two of the arms dealers of the three arms dealers. Uh, that Jim are, Broadbent. Jim Broadbent, surprising cameo, and you get a cameo from William Hootkins, uh, one of my favorite uh, fat character actors ever, who played, of course, uh, the legendary Jack Porkins in Star Wars and Eckhart in Batman, the uh, the Burton version, the the corrupt cop who nice. the Joker shoots in front of everybody. Um, but uh, so. And Hitch I think away. and I think the U.S. president uh, is the same president from Superman three, if I'm not mistaken. Hitch it away. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, take a sip. Mm-hmm. All right, drink it down. Suck it yeah. down, you hick. Got to get a little more drunk if I'm gonna if I'm Suck gonna pitch it down, you hick. Let's okay. do it. All right. So, what if Superman, instead of doing something that makes sense, oh wait. He decides to he'll get rid of all the world's nuclear missiles, and no no one's upset about this. Everyone's like, "Thank God, Superman's finally here to get rid of our nukes." And when he throws them into the sun, Lex Luthor accidentally creates a blob of goo from a stolen hair that turns into a mo- male model 
with Gene Hackman's voice, who ends up almost dying in an elevator. Okay, God, I can't even pitch floor. this. I, like, I can't. Done. Oh, I can't. Don't buy this movie yeah, for me. It's, it's a terrible idea. Go back to the drawing board. Oof, that was harsh. Oh, God. On yourself. Yeah, you, you pitch this garbage. <laughs> Superman saves the planet, then is thwarted by the sun on the moon. <laughs> then on. defeats the sun... And reigns victorious. Superman defeats the sun. Sounds like a great Doesn't story. Sounds like a great story. I'd rather Doesn't watch it that make story. This movie sounds so good. That sounds like that sounds all. That sounds almost like something from All Star <laughs> Superman. Uh, oh, that's much better. That's a much better idea. Um, I would have bought the movie if it was that pitch. Oh, oh, and this movie also has uh, John Cryer in his oh, most we, annoying. We just can't role. even. Oh. I honestly Fuck feel like Lenny we need to like, like we get to say Fuck like him. one thing about him, and then I feel like he needs to just oh. never. Res- no, no, we got to talk about that, this piece of crap. Fuck oh. this bargain basement. Right, let's start at the beginning. Valley boy, let's Ducky. The, let's start at the Jesus. Beginning. Let's okay. start at the beginning. All right, in the beginning, God created your, the heavens your, and the get earth. Your, get your notes, dude. So oh, I'm gonna talk Lord. about these titles. So <laughs> the titles come. God, they look cheap. Cheaply flying in, and it's like the weirdest timing. Like they come in, it's like either they linger too long or they don't linger long enough. Well, that's actually kind of the timing of the first. The but first, it's not, but it, that Superman doesn't movie. feel hard to watch. Well, that's it, because the that's because those titles they put are, on this are so bad. Well, it's cheap looking. Those titles are at least like expensive looking. Yeah, this looks so bad. Okay, so here, but this is literally what it like. They were so bad that I literally felt bad for the titles, and I actually said this yeah. out loud. I said they're flying out like fuck this noise. Yeah, it's like like, yeah, yeah. You're right. They're, it's like they're trying to escape like, this movie. Can't wait to get out of the movie. Yeah. Produced, you know. And this, what's great is I feel really bad for the, for Alexander Salkin because the poor bastard, you know, didn't have anything to do with how bad this movie is. You know, you can blame them for Superman 3, but, like, that poor bastard, like, he gets an initiated credit. I actually felt, like, so bad that Siegel and Schuster got, like, don't blame them for creating yeah. Superman in this movie. It's the only time in history that I'm sad they got credit for creating right. Superman. Because it's like, oh, these poor guys. So You I, know, and, oh, oh, oh right. uh, and, like, one good thing about the beginning is you do get John Williams' fantastic Superman theme. Yeah. Which is, I think, the definitive theme for Superman. I, I, it's almost... I almost feel like if they ever decide to make a good Superman movie again, which who knows when that's going to happen. Right. Uh, but if they ever decide, hey, let's actually make a good Superman movie, I almost wish they would just fucking use it. Just license that theme because that theme is Superman. Yeah, that's That theme thing. is the perfect Superman theme. Also, maybe use a computer to recreate uh, Christopher Reeve or something. Aww. Because good God, he was so, he's so, he's so, he's good. so good. Even in this movie, even in this movie. Even this, in this terrible, this, this movie can't, movie. this movie can't make him that bad. He's so good. So, you know, okay, and, so anyway. So. Okay, it begins. So the movie basically begins after after these dumbass credits, uh, these cheap chintzy credits. The, it, it, it begins with a cosmonaut singing My Way in Russian. Which is kind of charming, actually. You know? And um, yeah, yeah. I, I will say, you know, like, and they're, like, I will say one thing about this movie is they try to bring in the inner, the idea of, like, it's kind of the reverse of a Stallone movie. Yes. You know, from this time period, you know, it's like you're, you know, it's, the idea of this movie is that most people in the world are good and that they want peace, you know, and that, like, it's just a matter of they're stuck in a situation. Like, this movie does have faith in humanity. I'll give this movie that credit. You know, the Russians are not bad guys. They're, you see them up there. They're having fun. They're joking around with each other. 
You know, and then uh, the guy who was singing my way is just wanged off of the ship by, I guess, a chunk of Skylab. Yeah, something I don't know. It's like some it piece of like old satellite. And then, of course, we have Superman. And, 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 oh, oh, and by the way, the best part is like he's he's about to get in. He opens the door. There is no yeah, airlock. There's no airlock on this thing. It's just a door that goes it's, right. It's like it's like, it's, like a, it's like an it's like an airplane. But um, but and then Superman goes like, and saves him, and Superman he says in Russian, the commies. you know, it's yeah, yeah, and Superman actually speaks in Russian to them because and, like, and there's another moment in this movie where he says something in another language. I can't yeah, remember I what, but you know, like I, I I like that's an that's an aspect of Superman I enjoy, like a Superman who values all people. He's not just like. He's not just an all-American right. guy, you know. Like that's a Superman that I actually am into, you know. Uh, I dig him, man. You know? <laughs> I dig him. I'm into that. You, you know? dig our Superman. So and then we and then we we come back and it we you know he we come back and it, we begin with what appears to be the same set as Return to Oz. <laughs> yes, there's something about it. it's like gray probably because it's in England, Kansasy. Well, it's it's gray and it's probably because it was filmed in England, which I bet Return to Oz was also. I mean, it just it does it really does. Yeah, look most like of this movie most set. of this movie was filmed in England. Wow. You know it it it. it it was definitely it there was is t- a feel of England in there. I feel it's, that everything's a little gray. I and feel like I feel like we're watching Doctor Who. Also, the low budget. Yeah, the low budget. The low budget helps, helps that, that too. Yeah, you know. Oh, way to go! I literally turned that off. You, I yeah, we had, I we did. actually had to stop recording I'm last time you, because I your phone kept going turned it off. off. And no, you did not turn I it did, off. You failed. I swear. I, like, put your phone on silent. I am is what doing that right do. now. Uh-huh. Look, it's look, it's off. Uh-huh. Then throw your phone in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need your phone right now. I didn't. I well, it wasn't. I don't even have my phone, and I play I play games on my phone all day. Okay, you know, so, I should live tweet this recording if you're going to have that dinging. So, you so, know, so so basically, it's Superman back in his Kansas home, and uh, once more, Lara, you know, appears yeah. to his mother. Oh, uh, you know, uh, appears Suzanne to deliver. Douglas? Uh, actually, Susanna York is the actress's name. Ah, uh, York Douglas. Um, the York Douglas debates. So whenever, <laughs> whenever the makers of the peppermint patty debated Stephen Douglas about slavery. Uh, so, uh, like, once more, we have uh, a Kryptonian coming back to deliver shitty exposition, which yes. is a very common trait in the Superman movies. This time it's his mother. And it's, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, I, I didn't go back to check, but I think it's actually stuff she said in Superman 2. I don't even think they actually got, like, a re-recording of right. her. And I feel like they wouldn't have, if they'd actually gotten her to come back, they probably would have done another, like, crappy hologram projection of her. Oh, God. You know, like. Help me, Obi-Wan. Help me. Yes. <laughs> Help me. What is, uh, wait, wait. When was the original movie The Fly? <laughs> like, not the <laughs> 80s one. When was the 50s The Fly in the Star Wars movies? Help me, Obi-Wan. Help okay. me. Okay. So, yeah. So, basically, um, and also, like, the weir- the other thing about that is we get to hear the weirdest, like, there's something about, like, certain people saying Krypton. Decide it must be pronounced Krypton. Krypton. It's it's like it's like it's spelled K R Y P T apostrophe and Krypton. Krypton. We're gonna get to Krypton. This is the last. This is the last part of Krypton that he has. Is this one more? He has one more crystal left. One of those green goofy crystals that he's like used in all the other movies. Yeah, and I thought actually the way he picked it up, it looked like a dagger. Yeah, it's that was probably because they were going for some deep Macbeth illusions. It feels that is way. Is this a is this a Krypton? Uh, <laughs> is this a Krypton crystal I see before me? <laughs> Wow. Um, so uh, then, then uh, like uh, some guy shows up and he has to. Sh- he He's quickly the realtor. Shoves the crystal in his pocket and it's still sticking it's still out the top. Sticking out, it's, it's so like, horrible. Yeah, and I will say, I, I was noticing as he's doing this scene and talking to the the guy, Reeve is still so damn charming. 
Oh my god, the whole scene was charming. It's like a, it's like a, you know, it's a guy, you know, like you could almost be fooled into thinking because you know the first scene, it's it looks cheap and low budget, but like. Superman saving the cosmonaut, then going back home and the farm, you know, like it's his farm. His he doesn't want to sell the farm. His family's gone. Yeah. It's obviously his family's died and he's got to sell the farm, but he doesn't want to sell the farm. And it's like, you know, it's that mid 80s, like Willie Nelson farm aid thing of, you know, like, well, you're going to, you know, the, all the big, you know, these little family farms are all closing down. It's the way of the future, you know, and he's like, I don't want it to be. He's like, I only want to sell it to, I, he has to sell the farm, but he's like, I'm only going to sell it to someone who actually wants to be a farmer. Right. You know, actually wants to, like, grow the land, you know, and, like, basically, um, you know, you get a little, little, uh, fairly charming scene where, like, you see his old crib, and it's all, like, there's, like, splintered wood on one end. It's beat to shit. It's beat to shit on one end, and uh, he's like, oh, your father was such a joker. I, I remember seeing that crib and saying, what happened? He said, oh, Clark must have had a nightmare, you know, and... You know, like, so we get, you know, we get that little bit of, like, you know, Clark, and then Clark pretends to not be able to hit the baseball very well that uh, was thrown to him. He swings and misses and spins around like, uh... He clarks like, it up. Like, like, like Fukudome used to do for the Cubs, those awful yeah. swings he used to take. And, uh, but then whenever the guy leaves, he instantly, like, hits into space. Which, again, another thing this movie does is it goes back and rips off ideas from previous ones. It's just like when, uh, Clark gets frustrated in the first one in high school and he, like, kicks the uh, football into orbit. You know, can after I, everyone leaves, because yeah. he's the water boy and he can't be good because he's he's he, he's got to keep his powers hidden. Can I also say something about the baseball? Um, to me, I thought it was Chekhov's baseball, but it wasn't. I thought it was. I, I literally. You know, what did you think at the end of the movie? Like Lex Luthor would get hit in the head with a baseball. I actually thought it was going to come down and hit him in the head and the quarry because that's the very next scene. <laughs> so I'm oh waiting God. for that fucking baseball to come down and it doesn't ever get down. And I'm like, well, why would why would Superman get, be that vindictive? I don't think it was Lex, a vindictive yeah. thing. Yeah. It was like accidental. And then right. it didn't even occur to me that oh, it probably now has its own gravity and it's probably yeah. in space somewhere. Yeah, you know it's so funny. I like the idea that coming out at the end. I'm like, what is it, Earthworm Jim? <laughs> You know, like when you launch the cow in the first scene. Uh, oh, my God. So so then we get the next scene is, you know, real, real craptacular. Because the next scene is... Oh, it's, 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 it's Lex Luthor. Luthor. And, I, the, and we, get, we get the haunting Luthor theme. The, you know, like one of his goofy... It's things, so freaking Which goofy. I feel like I always think of as the Otis theme. Myself, so because goofy. it's you. Oh, Mr. Luthor, you know, like that's the kind of music I expect Otis to have. Otis was uh, Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty's yeah. character. Oh. Just one little o- Otisburg. <laughs> but um, you're looking at me blankly. Don't you remember the Otisburg scene? Like the best scene in the I do, honey, ever? but it's like we're not talking about Superman. I want to talk we're about a better about, movie. We're not talking about good Superman. We're talking about shitty Superman. I want to talk about a better movie. Here's the thing. Can I say this also? This is bothering me. It's not Superman that was shitty. It was his surroundings. Superman himself was freaking badass. Freaking Christopher Reeve oh, yeah. no, no, is the know, reason this movie is even, this, like, yeah, talk-aboutable. Because yeah. I almost would have been like, we can't even talk about this on a podcast. Because it isn't even worth it. But Christopher Reeve... You, you don't even know Reeve, what a good podcast Reeve, is if you think we couldn't talk about it. No. Christopher Reeve talk, stuff you can't talk about because all it is is saying he's great. But he is. And he's dreamy. And he's sweet. I know, but I'm saying you've got to talk about all the garbage. I will talk about the garbage. That's We're what's about entertaining garbage. To people. People want to see us suffer. They don't want to see us happy. Well, I know that. But I'm, nobody needs to be happy. I feel very sorry for Christopher in this movie. Are you drinking my drink? I am. Don't drink my drink. Well, you know what? I'll drink my drink. I actually have more drink in my drink. I know. I don't have any drink in my drink. Okay, so I'm gonna start. No wonder you're so belligerent. You drunk? I know. I need another Uh, drink. Okay, so I. Don't worry. We'll take a break in a little bit. Uh, You'll you'll be vamping, and I'll pour some drinks. We'll go do it because I'm gonna talk about John Cryer. Okay. Yeah. Talk about how much he sucks. Okay. So so, but let me tell you why. But 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 let me tell you why. 
So John Cryer shows up in this movie oh, as this trial, right? as this little punk bastard. Uh, no, sorry, this surfer punk bastard who's uh, who turns out to be Lex Luthor's nephew. Uh, what's his name? Cliff? Lenny. Lenny Luthor. Uh, Luthor. Lenny Lucky Luther? Ducky. 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 Oh, Ducky Luther. Okay, now, but let me tell you something about John Cryer. I actually like him, and I love him in... I love him in Pretty in Pink. I think he's so charming and he's so ducky and he's so, you just want to hug him. He's so ducky. He's so ravenly ducky. And I love him. And when I saw him in this, I pretty much kind of like my John Cryer card was gone. And that's really sad for a girl who grew up in the 80s who was obsessed with the ducky character because he made us believe that it was actually possible to like the nerds and be a nerd who was loved. And in this, I want to punch him so hard. I want him to go. Can, we, can, can, can I can I ask you one question though? Other than Ducky, has John Cryer ever played played any? Done it anything doesn't you, matter. Because you know what else he did? I a thousand seasons of Two and a Half Men. But I I understand what you're. Did you put did you put did you put spidgy things in here? Spidgy things? Yeah, like soda water. Soda water. I might have topped you off by mistake with some soda water. Did you top yourself off by yes. mistake? Okay. So anyway. No, I topped myself off on purpose. Purpose with that. So, so my point is, and and I will get to it. Um, John Cryer shows up into this scene wearing chef pants. Punk hair. You wear chef pants throughout this movie. It's so awful. And it's like this, it's like a psychobilly haircut, I guess, or something, because it's punk, but it's also, like, it's dyed, like, it's supposed to be, like, punk hair, and it's kind of shaved on the sides of the top. But the top has that, like, has that jelly roll, like, like, waterfall, like, 50s thing going on. But for those of you who have seen the movie Inside Out, I know I'm bringing in a different movie, but this is kind of, it's going to make my point. For those of you who have seen the movie Inside Out, it was like watching Disgust and Idiot rolled into one. <laughs> oh, what, what, what part of the head was Idiot? Who did that voice? Nobody did that voice. That was just John Cryer in this movie. Oh, yeah. Idiot oh, John Cryer. Yeah. yeah. And half, it seems like half of his dialogue is ADR to It later. is ADR to shit. He must have been so fucked up the entire movie. Do well, you think John Cryer had a drug problem in the 80s? I think he had something going on. Well, obviously. Because he came back well, into Prophetess of Love. Okay, I'm going to skip past what you just said. But it's true. I don't care. I'm going to skip past what you just said. <laughs> I feel like Tommy Lee Jones and the, like, I feel like we're at Tommy, you're at the, wa- like the water, the water pumper, well, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like holding the gun on you and you're like, the what are you talking of love? And I'm like, I don't I care. I don't care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, but so, um, but John Cryer. Um, oh God, Tommy Lee Jones. Can we talk about that movie instead? That's a great movie, but no, it wasn't in the 80s. Damn it. Um, uh, but like, but I was gonna say like, apparently John Cryer yes. tells a story about told a story about working on the movie that like at one point he was like he mentioned he liked working with Hackman and Reeve you know because you know like he like they're I mean, kind he's a young of good actor. actors he's a young actor he's learning from them but he said like apparently at one point Christopher Reeve came up to him and said this movie's gonna suck <laughs> and apparently he also <laughs> said because of the budget being cut in the middle of the movie he said there was whole parts of the movie that were never like filmed like 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 the movie that was released was half baked and not really finished okay so which makes sense because it really doesn't you so know. so essentially Lenny shows up and you don't know what he's doing there he has this like decked out car and he, by the way let me just reset up where we are we're in the quarry the prison quarry which is also why it looks like Doctor Who Yes, and and Lex Luthor is singing. He's whistling. He's whistling Mozart. Yes, and he picks up a little dandelion. Oh, now flower. we got to pay the Mozart estate. 
Oh, how dare you? And well, yeah, he has like a little garden, a little yeah, rock a little, garden. Little rock garden. Which is fine. That that is it's that kind is, of adorable. Well, that is in that is in uh, in line with previous. But this is my point. You know. So then Lenny shows up and he's like, no, 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 no. You like just showing up. No, it's like, no, it's Jerry Lee Lewis is playing. Whatever. It's like, I was it's just like, making a no, joke. No, I'm just saying it's like Great Balls of Fire or oh, something. Okay, fine. One of those songs. He shows up and he's got this like decked out car and the cops who are you know the ones in charge of the you know whatever the the, the Maybe security prison. Two, two schmucky guards. Yeah, two schmucky guards come over and they're like, oh, it's a great car. I would try it. He's like, yeah, jump on in. You heard this quad stereo. It's like the quad stereo system, by the way, is like they have these horns. The horns, horns on the side. It's like in. the most ridiculous. So then they get in and of course, you know, uh, Lenny's And the car says Lenny on the side in silver letters. And so uh, he has a he has a remote control. And so he remote controls like he puts the windows up and then he's like. And you hear Luther going, turn the windows up, up, do this. Do this yeah. do th- he's like giving all the, you know. Well, he's like muttering it to himself because he doesn't trust Lenny because Lenny's an idiot. I think he he also knows that Lenny's going to do it. I actually didn't see it as him not trusting him. Well, it's like, thought, do this. But well, it's not he's telling him. He's muttering like, do I, it. But I, did, he seemed I, impatient. I disagree with you. I You're wrong, though. Oh, I don't care if you think I'm wrong. I don't I'm care. Going to say, jump. Jump. I'm still going to say my point. I'm, I'm I don't say your point. I'm just saying you're wrong. I think he was actually, I think he was muttering like, like he knew what was coming next. Mm. Not like he was impatient. <laughs> like, like, and then you're going to do this. And then you're going to, like, he was almost enjoying I, it. I saw him as enjoying it. You saw him as impatient. I, I have a great idea. Nady, go tomato. watch the movie. Tomato, tomato. Potato, go watch potato. the movie and you tell us which one. Look, so. well, you know. <laughs> and I'm really it, sorry that you're going to go watch this movie. It, it, don't watch this movie. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself, but don't watch this movie. Um, you know, I, the other thing is also Gene Hackman always seems vaguely surly, so. I guess. So, anyway, so, so then, of course, you know, we find out that he is actually, I mean, you can tell he's in cahoots with him, whatever. And then they, he sends the, so here's the thing that, that threw my, me, there's no way that this car that is now launched. Yeah, they, they, they Thelma no, and Louise it. It is, it is Thelma it's and Louise. It's not even Thelma and Louise. It's, it looks like it's supposed to be, but you can just tell it's, it's stopped well, this, at the end. And it's literally like. Jump on a thing and it is launched like a catapult, it, and it turns over and lands inside the quarry, and they crawl out like. Well, yeah. womp, womp, it's, well, it's like the, it's like an it's like an A team thing. It's, it's ridiculous. And now there's a there's a there's a history. In you these. do not come out of this. There alive. is a history in these in these uh, Superman movies of like people surviving goofy things, but. Yes. Oh wow, you're already drunk. <laughs> uh, but like, this is like in the first Superman movie when the policeman is following uh, Otis into the into the subway. Yes. You see Lex. You see Lex flip a bunch of switches and he murders him by yes. pushing him in, in front of the train. Yes. That it, the Lex the Lex that I know the, the Hackman Luthor it will kill someone. He doesn't value human life. No. He's a scumbag. Yes. You know, uh, he's a delightful scumbag. I love Gene Hackman as Luthor. Who doesn't? I love, I love his Luthor. He's a delight. But um, I just wish he was not so vain as like to not to only do the bald skull cap like a few like for a few seconds. I would have loved him having bald the whole movie. But you know, hey, that's it's that's, okay. Yeah, I, I'll live with it. But, I mean, um, he has to Donald Trump it somehow. They, well, they they do imply they do show in numerous occasions that he wears wigs, and it's not yes. it's, it's supposed to not be his real hair. So, so but, anyway, um, so but like yeah, so these guys survive, but like Luthor and uh, Luthor and Lenny get in a car and, and zoop out of there, um, you know. And it's it's sad it's sad that he's been dem- like Otis was a was an idiot, and you have to wonder why Luthor was with Otis ever, right? But. God, Linny is such a step down. I want to tell him about so the rabbits bad. and then shoot him. Yes, you really, oh you kind of God. do. I mean, he does have the name. I, I have to just say this, that my um, my notes actually say this. WTF, and for those of you who don't know what that means, it's what the fuck. How do, wait, really? I thought it was William Tecumseh Fu- 
Furman. Wow. No. What the fuck? John Cryer. Willie, Willie Tulsa. I'm not done. Are you face? done? Can I finish? With no, my, my, I can't. Okay. Yeah, go on. And I literally did this like this. What? Period. The. Period. Punk-like. Period. Fuck. So what the punk-like fuck? What the punk-like fuck? You know... It's just, it's just, he's 1986. That's his problem. I mean, I know the movie came out in 87, but you know, he's 1986 really is his problem. In chef pants. In, yeah. Oh yeah. He's definitely, he definitely is a, he spends, uh, he spends the entire movie in chef pants and uh, shitty high tops. I took like the, uh, uh, I do. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uncle Lux. Uncle Lux. Uh, you know, it's, it's terrifying. Like, oh, it's the worst. I would not, like I have nightmares and about not that. once, not once in this movie does he lip sync to a Otis Redding song. What? Not even slightly. And that, where is Annie Potts? I mean, that would have at least brought it back. That's okay, all I'm so saying. so basically, we you know that's basically the end of that. So escape. that's that and we, scene, and, and then, then we, we move, get back to the Daily yeah. Planet. We see our Lois Lane, and she's upset about like a crappy headline. And it turns out the the Daily Planet has been bought by. Uh, Sam Wanamaker. Uh, Sam Wanamaker. Yeah. Again, he's so, uh, you know, I I thought I I remembered him as a Trump figure, mm. but no, I'm thinking of Goon of Gremlins Two, not Goonies Two. That's a video game. I'm thinking of Gremlins Two, uh, the new batch. The new batch. Oh, God, I love that movie, but uh, like, but in, but like, that's where the Trump the Trump parody. Is that a '90s movie? I think it came out in 1990. Otherwise, yeah. we, I think we would have done it by now if it was in the '80s. I love Gremlins Two. I love Gremlins Two so much more than I love like my family. Wow, um, wow. Not you, like the other wow. family that I. My y'all other, heard it. Y'all heard it here. Y'all. My other family that I am cheating on with you. Oh, okay. Then it's okay. Oh my God. Why do you think I leave like 70 hours a week? It's to be with my other family. I have a podcast with that wife. Oh my gosh. I have to hear that one. It's called Sawbones. I call myself Justin McElroy. <laughs> no, um, she's a doctor. Oh my God. Wow. So anyway. I'm just a lowly actor and health and yeah. fitness coach. Yeah. But, um, so, um, ah, God, like... Bunky daily plan. Bu- oh so no, no, no! Before the daily, no, before they go to the daily plan, the no, they they're going on the train yeah. like, to work. This is before the daily that. Yes. that I'm sorry. You and miss, you get you, you get you a, screwed up. You get a runaway train going down the track. <laughs> where the it, conductor has a heart attack. The conductor had a heart attack. We assume we no, don't actually. Well, know he just what he happened. just stomps over like. Oop, oop. And uh, apparently that you fall on the drive incredibly stupidly fast switch. Yes. I like. I don't think. I don't Margot Kidder's the only one screaming help, which I think was hilarious. And which, well, otherwise, how would Superman know? Yeah. So he hears her in the tunnel because he miss Clark yeah. misses being able to get on the train. So he goes and stops the train. Duh. And here's my favorite part of that whole scene. First of all, Margot gets out and she's yelling, "Superman! Superman! Look over here! Because I'm over here and you love me!" And and instead, he's ignoring her, which I think is kind of hilarious. He goes into the conduct. He goes into the. Well, he the steps train. on the third rail at that. Does he step on the third rail first? I don't remember, but this is because you know he gets like that 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 big trouble in Little China lightning effect around oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Except weirdly enough, cheaper looking. Cheaper looking. But he gets he finally steps and he's like he steps into the train to check out the conductor and see what happened, and he just. Literally, he's in there for, I don't even think, half a second. And he opens the door back up and he says, 
He'll be fine. Like, how the hell do you know? Because no one dies in this movie <laughs> ever. I, I don't mean, think everyone, anyone dies in this movie. Who the hell do you know? And 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 would you not call nine one one? Should we not call nine one one? Oh come on! This was the mid eighties. We just said to walk it off. Yeah, we had nine one one, but you used rotary phones back then. It took forever. And it took the nine ticket 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 ticket. Yeah, it's true. God, that was dumb of us. What was wrong with yeah, us? Call one one one. One 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 maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so so, uh, so and, he, then, and then he rips off. He straight up rips off from. Uh, Going back to yeah. other things that have been stolen. You know, like that beautiful classic scene, the greatest scene in Superman history when Lois, ha- the helicopter goes crazy mm. and Lois falls and Superman catches the he- her in the helicopter and he's like, I got you. And she's like, you got me? Who's got you? And then, you know, he flies up and then they, and then when he puts her down, he says, I hope this hasn't turned you off of air travel. It's statistically speaking, it's still our safest form. Yeah. He does the same shitty yeah, line about like about moment. like about public transportation being like the safest form. The safe, like, 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 I, and I'm sitting here. I mean, we talked. We, we've talked on other 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 podcasts we're cheating on um, about the tourism of of that particular city trying to like bump up you know mm-hmm. more people to show up and I feel like that was New York being like which is weird here's some money but this so is you the, talk about the subway system I don't think they got any money from New York because this movie had no money but the other thing is that's so weird is this movie is in New York but, but it's, it's not but it's London that is not but, it, a but New it's York not subway. even London it's not even London Superman lives in Metropolis, a fictional city. Yeah, but it doesn't even look like either. they don't even bother to try to make it not New York. Yeah, it's There's true. the Statue of Liberty. There's the you know the Chrysler Building, the Empire State Building. At the time, the, the World Trade Center was still around. Yeah, that was really it hard is, to watch. But it by is the way. a very big, super ultra New York skyline. It's New York. It's not even. It's like they're not even making even I'm singing and I, a song that know. doesn't have any licensing. I don't even know. I don't even know. Allie, some of us would like to actually talk words. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, I was Elliot Kalening. I, I don't. Yeah, but Elliot Kalen is a very funny person. <laughs> oh. All right, you heard it here. Tweet that. Um, let me just. Oh, I'm sorry, Allie. Here. You weren't the head writer of the Daily Show ever. Lawyer <laughs> call happening now. Don't turn your ringer back on. <laughs> so we're too drunk to do this. No. But like, I don't know if even the other Superman movies ever did it this bad. But I know they've had their mistakes. But like. Obviously, there's parts that have to be in New York when they go to the UN, mm-hmm. but don't flip me off. But like you Metropolis, mm-hmm. put your middle finger down, or I'm gonna I'm gonna take this turn this podcast around, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about Cobra. No, Cobra. So, so basically, he goes. He goes. We anyway, we go in. We go uh, in. We see we Sam see, Wanamaker. We see, wait, but first, we see oh. Perry White, who's angry. That's Jackie Cooper. He's oh. and Perry White is dressed like Mister Rogers. <laughs> he's in, he's in cranky old man mode. <laughs> You know, he's in, he's in his cardigan and tie. And you go, oh, I'm so angry. And uh, then we see, yeah, we, we see Warfield. As I said, he's basically a mid-Atlantic Rupert Murdoch. So he's like, yes. it's a Rupert Murdoch that talks like this as opposed to, Crikey, I'm a freaky Australian. what I saw him in. Now, you keep talking. You vamp, and I'm going to look it up. Because I can tell you what no, you I saw him No, I don't want you to. I'm going to find it out myself. You keep talking. Yeah, he did a million things. No, but he did the one thing that I'm like, I know him from this. Oh, he was a communist. Well, good for him. Keep yeah. going. Because that's not what's um, important. Keep talking about him in the story. Okay. Because so I'll, yeah. I'll do my so he's thing. bought he's bought the Daily Planet, much like a Rupert Murdoch figure, like who brought bought the New York Post in the uh, in the eighties. And not that the Post was ever that great, but like you know, it was a much better. He he turned it into the the big super tabloid trash thing we know in. Uh, I was about to say love today. Um. Uh, so yeah, basically, uh, God was he was he in Knight Rider? Was that what I know him from? Uh, I don't know, but it's, that's not what I'm remembering him from. 
God, stop it. You're I'm, killing I'm me right now. Down. No, he wasn't. You're killing me right now. Keep talking. Because you're leaning across. Literally, she's blocking me from talking into the microphone because her definitely more more or less uh, Oh, yeah, he drunk. was in Baby Boom. That was one of them. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um <laughs> I think we should probably do, we'll just take a break here because I literally can't get in front of the microphone. Okay, and, I, and honestly, I, I was about to. I, I think that was the movie that I was thinking of that was Baby Boom. And you haven't seen that one yet. No. Okay, that might come out. No, that's, that's great. Yeah. Sorry for this incredibly long cul-de-sac because you know what? Instead of using my laptop that involves you jumping across the <laughs> screen, you might have used your phone that's in your hand. Um, oh, by the way, what are you even checking your texts? Put that away. I Really? Really? Hi, Karen Sokitis. You texted her during this. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Professor Karen Zilkaitis, I know she won't. She's not listening to this, trust You're me. One of, she's one of Valley's good friends, and she's t- and, and the, the two are communicating by text in the so middle Sam of this podcast. So Sam Wanamaker is going to steal or like buy and out. his daughter, Lacey. I'm not done there. Okay. Um, is going <laughs> to buy the Daily Planet, and he's bought it. I think it's actually, the, the, the deal has gone through. And he's just kind of one of those people where you're like, you just suck. As a as a as a as a owner boss having your hands in the thing, he just is just inept. And his daughter Lacey wants to be a publisher. That's like her big thing. And I I guess he needs her to prove herself a little bit. I don't exactly know. I but her, just his daughter like his daughter Lacey is Mariel Hemingway, who you know the only thing I've really seen the woman in is Manhattan, and she did a very nice job in that. But like that movie's kind of boring anyway. So yeah. it's like, and I you know I, I mean good acting. And it was directed by uh, Molester. Yeah yeah. Uh, but anyway, but here's the thing. She's she's wearing the Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. Oh God, yeah. And she's also wearing my bat mitzvah jacket. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at this, going, I that I wore that. I wore that just shorter. You've seen my bat mitzvah tape. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> I did a whole dance. Who wore it better? We should we should we, we should, should totally we should do, a who do wore it better. better. Screen cap, we uh, should really, so do that. I think mine was more brilliant, is what I should say. Yes. And I was thirteen, so you know, you put that in your pipe and smoke it, Marielle Hemingway. And then and okay, and then like, but Marielle Hemingway meets Clark Kent, and she's immediately obviously smitten obsessed. by him. Obsessed. And. And we get a line that, like, it's a very common, uh, it's usually used as a critique of Superman, that he's a Boy Scout. Mm. You know? Clark's a Boy Scout. But, like, you know, I I think it's funny because this movie at least gets it correct. Clark Kent is a Boy Scout. Yes. Superman's not a Boy Scout. No. He's an Eagle Scout. Damn it. He's way more prepared. But, um... Can we just have a moment here? Because I just want to talk about Clark Kent. And he is incredible. First of all, let's talk about Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent. Oh, he does it great. He is so freaking good. He changes his physicality so much. Like, Christopher Reeve is a tall man. And he, when he plays he Superman, he's got that that, the, that like gentle, but, yeah, like he's tough, but like this gentle, like but strong, but very strong and powerful like thing. And Clark Kent, you think he's he plays it so much shorter feeling. He's more hunched. His voice is different. He's so good. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He's a great. I I wish that he had been given better Superman movies on the whole. I just to I be like in. I want to put him in a pocket and just hang yeah, he's out with so, him. Yeah, he's a he was like six. Three or six four. He's a big guy. Oh, was he really? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's I, a super tall. Well, man, he might not super be. tall Superman. I, mean, I might be wrong. Super uh, tall. Su- well, I you know might, what? He felt that way. He really yeah. did feel that big. Like, I mean, you no, know, he was six four. He was six he four. He felt that big. Yeah, he was. But a, but what I love about and I have to say, Clark Kent didn't look short to me. I'm also well, five, not, no, well I'm shorter. Five, he I'm doesn't five look five like, two. He, so. he, Superman feels like he's six four. Yes, he Clark does. Kent feels like he's maybe six feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's part of it. It does the same trick that actually is in that. 
Frank Quitely does as an artist in uh, in All Star Superman when he draws Clark Kent, like this, it's the same body size. And Clark Kent's a beefy guy the way he draws him. He doesn't draw him as this like a like a ninety eight pound weakling or anything. But he's he hunches. His posture's different. Yeah. He's disheveled looking. You know he like he hides in plain sight because um, how on earth, you know, like could this dork be like Superman? You know, and I think that's the whole like. That's one of the things I always think people have a problem with with Clark Kent, Superman, the secret identity is they're like, how doesn't, how do, the joke is, of course, how do you not notice it's just a pair of glasses? And um, I, I want to say, um, oh God, I can't even remember who said it. Someone on Twitter, and I'm going to feel bad um, whenever I remember who it is. Um, Chris Haley, that was who it was, said, um, once said, you know, like, part of the thing that people don't think about is why would Superman have a secret identity? What on earth makes people think Superman is hiding from them? Right. Right. You know, there's he doesn't need one. He could just go live wherever he wants. He's Superman. Yeah. For all you know, he's always doing something okay, somewhere. so wait a minute. So that's a good question. So why does he have a secret identity? Because he wants to stay attached to humanity. Because he is Clark Kent. He's both Clark Kent and Superman. He grew up he grew up in Kansas as Clark Kent. He's a human being on Earth. He wants to have a life. You know? He cares about justice. So he's this so, human who also has these extra powers is how he views himself. Well, yeah. I mean, he views himself as alien but human. He grew up here. Yeah, like I mean, he didn't. He doesn't remember Krypton. Right. He's a human. He was. He was raised by Jonathan and Martha Kent. You know, in Smallville, Kansas. He he lived his life. You know, he had friends. You know, like he had a whole like. You know, he. I he, think it also keeps his ego in check. Yeah, exactly. He it keeps him human. He knows that he needs that like that like, and you know he needs that life outside. But so. But, like, anyway... Thank you for that philosophical discussion oh, about yeah. Superman and Clark so, Kent. anyway, we cut to this dumbass scene with a school teacher talking, <laughs> talking about, like, oh. the, the, the peace talks have gone bad. And, like, there's a whole thing... Like, this is what the, the undercurrent of this movie going forward from this point is we are on the brink of war. Which, if you grew up in, the, in this time... We were always we, on the brink of war. We kinda, it kind of felt that way. We were always... We were always Red kind of, curtain. Yeah, okay, Iron Curtain. Sorry, Iron Red Curtain. curtain. That was like, yeah. I don't know where that came from. Red Curtain is probably a, uh, it's probably a song by Stevie Nicks or okay, something. Okay, so um, here's the thing. So the, the teacher comes on. She has this one scene. Irreconcilable Differences, by the way. Sam Wanamaker was in that. Yes, that too. So, which you haven't seen. No, I haven't. <gasps> we have two Sam Wanamakers you haven't every seen. One of your, every one of these movies you name is like, it's, it's like adjective noun description. Like, Irreconcilable Differences, Fallen Idols. Uh. <laughs> Worn curtains. <laughs> so wait a minute. So um, so the teacher pops in, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, she is so familiar. I can't figure out who it is. Her name, the actress's name is Jane Brooke, and I'm going. I so, and she's only in this scene, and the whole point of her being there is that this little boy pops up and. Oh, says, I'm gonna, and he, by the way, he's a terrible child. He's a actor. terrible he's child actor. Uh, Superman could solve the problem. Why don't we write a letter to Superman? Because Congress isn't going to do nothing. So he writes a letter to Superman. But the point is, and he becomes a plot point for stupid reasons. That's actually a fairly good point, is why is Superman letting this shit happen? Yeah, I, well, I said that. I said that during the movie. But okay, so let's go back to Jane Brooke for just one second. I'm looking at her. I'm like, she's got a tippy face. Well, she doesn't actually, but she felt like it. She's got some weird face thing. And I'm like looking at her. I'm like, she looks so familiar. Why do I know her? Why do I know her? And so, of course, I'm like, because this movie is so amazing. I'm so wrapped in watching it that I IMDb her. And I'm looking her up, and I'm like, she was on Sports Night. A a show that almost no one watched. I know. But we watched it many times. Okay, so brilliant. By the way. That was back before I I realized that Aaron Sorkin only had so many uh, tricks in his bag. That was also back before John would ever admit that he actually had a thing for me. But um, moving on. 
we watched that when we were dating. No, before we we watched it before. We watched oh. pieces of it before. You would show me like episodes oh. when we weren't dating. Oh. Yes. Anyway, um, she, she was in that. She played. She was in four episodes in that show. For those of you who care, and then uh, that is literally no one, including myself. Okay. The <laughs> other, the, but she was in another movie, which some of you might care. Ruthless which was, people. No. Oh, I just was making a guess. Shoot, that's incorrect. Actually, that's another Batman movie. Forever. That's another movie you haven't seen is Ruthless People. No, but I, I have heard the Weird Al parody of it. Of yeah, but you haven't on. seen the movie. No. Anyway. The um, War of the Roses. I know I have three, you guys. There's three. No. Witches this of is Eastwick. The, this is the movie. Shut up. <laughs> I tried to get my hand over his mouth and it didn't work. Um, This is the movie. She was in... Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. Which is, I believe, unfortunately in the Sadly 90s. in the 90s. But The unofficial sequel to Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's well, not. I wish it were. Didn't that, didn't they have the same? Didn't we dis- discover that, that that one nerdy kid that's in? Yes, is in Keith both? Coogan is in both. Yeah. Yes, but no, it's not the same. Anyhow, I just wanted wow, to point that boring. out. That all that that all that. Oh, was, did you really say that was boring? You well, can finish uh, the rest of the podcast. Oh, no, don't, don't no, leave. no, I'll no, no, cranky. I'll go. I'm out. Actually, we now we get we now we get to actually the most Silver Age comic book moment in this movie, and I will say that part of the. The movie has moments. I feel well, she like was also in Chicago Hope, y'all. Nobody cares because nobody watched Chicago <laughs> and Hope. And Early Edition, which nobody, nobody watched. Literally nobody watched. She was in Early Edition. I was. She was a main cast member. I was not a main cast I know, member. I know, no, you weren't. You were an extra. But <laughs> but she has, a, she has a VHS tape labeled Early Edition. Which uh, is kind of funny. With, with the I also just want to say one thing about Margot Kidder and then you can say your thing. We'll talk more about Early Edition on our, on our Grey's Anatomy podcast uh, whenever we get to What's His Name. Oh, when we yes, yes, when he pops in. By the way, we have a Grey's Anatomy podcast called A Hard Grey's Night for those of you who love or By the time this launches, we'll probably like five episodes in. Doesn't matter. Because, because, so been, they can we, go back because, and re- because we've been banking episodes. They can go back and watch them. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they're not going to watch them. I mean, listen to them. Because don't watch Grey's don't Anatomy. Watch Grey's oh, Anatomy. good God. It's a terrible show. But listen show. to our podcast. Um, <laughs> Dude, she said don't. I got you to say don't watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> a woman who's made me watch this freaking thing twice He's now. watched every single episode, y'all. That's all I'm saying. We're going anyway, through one more time so because she hates me. Margot Kidder. This is what I wrote. Margot Kidder is impersonating a raccoon with that eyeliner. I don't know who the makeup artist was. Yeah, didn't she always kind of have eyeliner Okay, like but that? it's like, I don't know if it's just because we're a little further into the 80s, but oh, my loving it lord might be, of It gods. might be that she wasn't doing well at this time. I don't think she was. She doesn't feel like she's doing well. I feel nervous for her every time she's on screen. I mean, screen. We, know, we know her future history, though. Yes. That's why. But I'm but, worried um, about her every time I see her on screen. And then this, it's like, she is, okay, women, help me out here. I know there's like one of you out there. You do the eyeliner, you know, maybe you do a little on the bottom. Why do you say Alexis, help me out? Alexis, help me out here. So there's a little bit on the top, you know, you do the top liner, but you don't really like line the bottom unless you're trying to do some sort of like special effect. Like a pharaoh eye. She literally 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 looks like she took like a black Sharpie and lined her entire eye with the Sharpie. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad news bears. So anyway, like anyway, so we get to the museum, which is again, like I said, like this movie has moments of charm in it. And I feel like there is a better movie buried in it. But like somewhere, like you could make a lot of the elements of this appear in a better Superman movie. But like this is just so shitty and like slapdash. But we have we have like a very common kind. This is the kind of thing you see in these old old Silver Age uh, Superman comics all the time. It's 
uh, for anyone who's unaware, so the Silver Age would, of Superman would have been like the fifties and sixties crazy comics where like you know like the, all the wacky Wait, crap would happen. Can but, you can you just really quickly because I like to know what are the different ages? Because there's like a Silver Age, a Bronze Age, a Gold Age. Because I know well, they're people all, don't know. They, all right, they're they're not hard fast rules right. to the ages, but the Golden Age of comics is considered to be like the World War II era. Whenever like they were an amazingly popular medium, even adults wore like, it's like the red. 40s. Yeah, like the forties is the Golden Age, okay. and just after the war, the Golden Age. Starts to fizzle out through the, the early fifties. Uh, the Silver Age basically begins uh, for DC. It begins in the late fifties. For Marvel, it begins in the early sixties with okay. the Fantastic Four and Spider Man. Uh, the Silver Age basically usually runs from the sixties through the early seven. The very early seventies is usually the the range, and that's where like they had a new range of popular popularity, and like they get like kind of some weird pop art credence, you know, you, you know, in the world. The Bronze Age is kind of this era, this weird era from the '70s through the uh, mid '80s, usually, where comics get goofy and so get the, in a socially conscious way. But they're they're more serious in some ways, and like we're gonna do this socially conscious thing, especially at Marvel. Uh, and then after that, like some people call uh, the area era after that the Chromium Age or the Die Cut Age or whatever, based on the Collector Age, because like that was when they started becoming speculation things more than pro like the, it, the product didn't matter so much as whether you could sell it. And I don't know what the age we're in now is. Thank you. Know, you. But that's I that's that. that's that's the basic you know like the, the the three big ones are gold, silver, and bronze. Got it. You know. Um, Moving on. Sorry. Those don't necessarily equate to quality. I th I actually would rather read Silver Age, Silver and Bronze Age than Golden Age yeah. comics usually because they're very simplistic. Usually, right. there's only a handful of Golden Age comics that are actually worth reading, other than for historical reasons. But um, but uh, la, 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 la. so this is a very like Silver Agey thing because we have a, a museum that has a piece of Superman's hair holding up a thousand pounds of weight. Like that's something you'd see in an old like like late fifties early sixties Superman comic, you know, and uh, you, but uh, so Linny and uh, and Lex go breaking in to the museum. They're in disguise in like dumbass like outfits uh, with like caps and everything. They sneak into the museum and like it's kind of it, it's actually goofily funny enough for me to like give it a pass for how silly it is. You see, like they see the hair and they go to break it out and uh, he. Basically, Lex just takes a, a pair of bolt cutters and smashes the glass. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uses the bolt cutters to cut Superman's hair, which, fine, you got to do it for your movie. I am fairly certain that's the, the one unsilver age thing about the, this is the idea that Superman's hair can be cut that easily. Yeah. Uh, I know in the Silver Age, they actually had whole discussions about how Superman shaved and like how like he his hair was he had to like he basically used to like use heat vision on a mirror and like use his his heat vision to cut his own hair off when he shaved, you know like yeah the Silver Age was crazy, um, and things like that. So but anyway, regardless, uh, he cuts Man, it with bowl cutters. Sex with Superman would be really painful. Oh my God! Please don't go into the Man of Steel woman of Kleenex argument. What? That's an article that what? was written. Man of Steel woman of Kleenex. I don't know someone, what that is. I, I can't. Who wrote that? I can't even remember. I'm not going to look it up. But uh, someone wrote like, though. basically, it's the premise of Superman. If he ever had sex with Lois Lane, would destroy her. Oh, gotcha. You know, but that fails to take into account that uh, since Superman is a fictional, wow, and and b like 
such a caring individual that he would not. There's not a chance that he would hurt anybody. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm sure Superman would be a perfectly, a perfectly gentle, he would Clark Kent himself, a perfectly gentle and perfectly wonderful lover. Yes. And that's the last time I'm going to talk about. I that. agree with you. Uh, so um, anyway, but it is kind of scary. He had a shave with like heat. That's a Silver Age thing. They don't talk about it anymore. It's now. It's just you don't really think about it. You just don't think about it. Yeah, you don't. You just don't. Um, questions. You know you why? Ask. You know why? Because it's a fucking comic book about superheroes. You don't need to get that deep into it. You don't have to ask the question. Just like you don't have to ask the question in Back to the Future. Exactly. It's just. It's one of those things where it's like the story is much better if you don't think about dumb shit like that. And I, I wish more nerds would think that way. Um, so anyway, you get. So they steal his hair. And then you get back to Superman, like, trying to figure out, because he hears the story about what's going on with the, the kid writes him a letter, which, of course, gets delivered to Clark Kent, and no one's suspicious. Nobody's actually, it gets, just, delivered, it gets delivered to the, the Daily, Daily Planet. Planet. You know, actually, it's because Lois is, like, his contact is probably why. <laughs> but Clark, she reads it to Clark, and Clark's like, I've got to go, <laughs> you know, and he gets really, he gets really upset. You know, he's like, oh, no, you know, like, why, why, you know, like, what should I do? And like, and he goes and consults at the Fortress of Solitude, you know, which actually shows up briefly. I'm, they must have had a, but it's a, just a stock footage and he's in a really cheap shitty, he's, yeah. not, he's not in a big cavernous room, you know, and he, he basically, like, you get these old Kryptonian faces projected onto a wall being so Did I go to the bathroom during this part? He might have. Being so fucking whiny about, you know, if you, you... You don't worry about saving them. This planet is not advanced enough. You can find a more advanced planet. Just get out of there. You know, and they're like, oh, you're not them. You're better than them. And it's like, once again, every, almost every tale of Krypton as the way it's been designed makes me go, good riddance. I'm glad yeah. you blew up, you shitty planet. Clark was the only good thing. Kal-El was the only good thing to come out of you. And the bottle city of Kandor. They're the only good things to come out of you, you shitty, shitty planet. You know, but... um yeah, these fucking whiny Kryptonians. So so Clark disappears into himself, you know, and I think Lois goes to, like, find him and, like... No, he shows up at her house. He sh- no, she shows up at his house. Oh, is it his house? That's his house. Oh, okay. She shows up at his house, and you see that, like, this is the weirdest thing, and I understand that, like, he's got his secret identity and he doesn't have to be human, but he is supposed to be a human being from Kansas originally, but he has Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has a Tampa Bay Buccaneers pennant, and later he has a Wisconsin Badgers pennant. It's like the set decorator was just told, gave, given like 30 bucks and said, just go to a sporting uh, yeah. store and just buy a bunch of sports stuff. Like, why would he not have the Kansas City Chiefs? Right. And maybe like the Jayhawks. Or some thing. I don't know what that was. Probably our dog. Wow, I really hope that was just our dog because that did not sound... That sounded scary. Yeah. Anyway, so here's my favorite part it's of just this the whole. Golem. <laughs> so really, the golem really, Golis. really long story short, because we way go, too late. We Holy could go crap, way too late. We've on been this. babbling. So essentially, Lois comes in. He's like, "I got things we got to talk about," and he. That, I don't know what that sound is, and it's freaking me out. It's probably um, the dog sniffling. Yeah. Okay. So, so I got, and then he whips his glasses off in his Superman outfit. It like no, 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 no not there. Yet. And she, and and she's like, okay. 
Um, and he's, she's like, well, I'll talk to you. Because they were I'm, supposed to go to a big gala. They were supposed event. to go to a gala. She's like, get in your penguin suit. He's like, no, I'm not feeling it. And she's like, oh, well, you know, we can talk. And he's like, yeah, I, is there anything I can do? And she's like, he's like, she's like, he's like, yes. Let's just step out of the room for a minute and go into like, go out to the, the, to go outside for the a veranda. minute. The so veranda. Out on the lanai. But here's my favorite part that happens. He's like, yeah, I, I need to get outside for a minute. So they walk outside oh God, and they yeah. literally take one step outside and the first words out of her mouth are, you feel better now? Like, the the air hasn't even hit his face. That's, she's wondering that's whether, the thing that you bother. No, I'm not even done okay. yet. So then, then, you know, he basically uh, turns into Superman in front of well, her. Well, because he, no, no, what he does is he jumps off the building. Oh, that's right. He pretends like, and she's like, no, Clark, it's okay. You're not going to die. Does she oh, jump oh. after him or something stupid? No, he pulls her with him. He pulls her with her. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and then there's Superman and Clark. And yeah, he, fall, Clark he takes his Superman glasses off and, and she tucks her his glasses into in her, her dress. dress. Yeah, like on her belt. And then he's, and then he's Superman and he's like, you know. And they're flying. And, 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 and the, best, the best thing about this, okay, we know if you've seen Superman 2, you know, he reveals himself to her. They get, like, he gives up his powers for her. They're going to get married, blah, blah, blah. And then, but then he get, takes his powers back. So, like, gets his powers back so he can defeat Zod and, and Ursa and, like, and not, not whatever. Um, You're talking about a good movie. Let's go to a shitty yeah. movie. Yeah, but, uh, no, but I mean, but, but then in the end of that movie, he uses his, whatever, his weird Vulcan neck trick like rubs her back or something and she forgets yeah. everything so like wait a minute a, and but before so, we get so there but, but then but that, so then yeah anyway but before so we get there I just want but wait I, I, we're not we're, we, we're, we're actually at the point I'm about to talk okay. about uh, so she's forgotten this and they don't really address how mind numbingly shocking this should be she just fell off a building and then Superman was there and it was Clark Kent who she did not know for a fact was Superman but she's just like oh I remember it all now and she's completely placid about it instead of being, how the fuck did you make me forget that, you creep? Okay, but but let me talk about the flying part because we didn't actually discuss it. Well, yeah, but, but that that hadn't happened yet. That's why. But they're, now but they're flying through the air. Yeah, now they are. Okay. I was saying that moment of discovery. Okay. So, like, so she should have been pissed off, off if yeah. she remembered everything. But I don't know if it's a remember a memory. Well, and and then she should have been everything. blown away. Like, yeah. holy fuck, you're Superman? Yeah. You're yeah. the dork that I make fun of all the time and you're Superman? Yeah. So you they know. go, so they're flying and she's having the best time. They're going to all different parts of the world and blah, 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 blah. And then at one moment, he lets her go and fly solo. And why is Lois Lane able to fly? She doesn't start to fall. She doesn't have gravity pulling her now, down. Now, I understand the whole idea is like there'd be inertia. She'd be going forward. But she should also be falling, falling at, at the a same constant time. rate. And she should be falling at the same, I know enough about physics to know she should be falling at the same constant rate that, even no matter how much forward momentum she has, her downward momentum should be the same, yeah. barring air resistance. And there's none of that happening. You know? And then, and then, I literally wrote these words: "This flying scene is a whole load of bullshit." Because it was, first of all, it's cheaply. It looks so flippin' cheap. Oh, it's bad. And 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 second of all, it's again ripping off the flying scene from the first yes. Superman movie. Agreed. You know, like it's funny because uh, you know. Uh, uh, Ratner gets uh, not Ratner. Uh, Brian Singer. Ratner directed X Men Three, not X Men One and Two. Brian Singer gets so much shit for how bad Superman Returns was, which it isn't bad. Bad. It's just not very good. But like, f- because he's just making. Because like, why are you just rehashing? You know, Superman One and Two. But this movie constantly makes the attempt to rehash Superman One, yes. especially. 
Because they knew they had something good back then. Right. It's, this it's, was shatai. And, 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 but, like, at least this one, you didn't get, like, that weird spoken word, like, am I dreaming thing from oh her. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> Which was not good in Super, in the first Superman movie. That is definitely... So that's, that's, finally, that's, that, by the way, that ranks up with Ghost Blowjob and Ghostbusters in things, in movies I like that I forget that are terrible, where it's like, oh, God, why is this, what's happening? So they show back up, and then, of course, he does the, the back rubbing thing, and then she he walks back in and, and by the way, and can I just go on about how fucking creepy that is that he like so basically every time you feel bad you're gonna go tell Lois you're Superman you're gonna have a wonderful romantic moment with her and then you're gonna make her forget it what? Yeah. you asshole yeah it's pretty shitty like that is not cool no it's not cool that's not cool at it's, all it's very close to date rape yes it is it is very much it, it is if you're using like symbolic logic to represent the actions yeah. I would say it's identical to date rape yeah he is basically doing something evil to her he is roofing her with like, his with his. She rubs. just doesn't remember it. It's That's a roofie rub. The the only thing that makes it different is there's no physical memory that, like to it, and no physical harm. And he's not either. hurting her. He's actually right. you know. But he's messing with her brain. He is fucking She's with like her mind. She's like his fucking plaything. And if he really loves her, he would not do this you shit don't to her. Do that shit. I mean, it's. I mean, I know he thinks it's for his, her own good, but it's kind of shit. No, it's not for her own good. It's because he's just. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, so he goes in and he changes clothes, and she's still out there like. Swaying like so a sh- fucking ninny, and and then and, she says. And by the way, her hair, her hair should be so messed up. Oh, I know. So then she says these words, which just make me laugh. I think the line is, um, "What am I doing out here? I'm freezing my butt off." And that, but what it's, but I, I don't know what was going on with Margot Kidder in this moment. But she literally says, "I'm freezing my butt off." Like, yeah, my butt off. My butt off. I'm like. Is that supposed to be that you're chilly and therefore you're chattering your teeth, or is it just that you're so bad? right now that we're just happy to have gotten something that sounds like a clean line out of you. Because yeah. that's really what it felt like. Right. Um, and then, uh, so we, so that, I think that's basically like... That ends that scene. That ends that, that scene. We, scene. We, the, real, the real big, ne- the, the next most important thing is now we get that whole UN thing. We get the UN thing and, and then Superman we get the... Superman shows Jim- up. And then we get the Jimmy thing. And, the Jim- and Jimmy like, and, and Jimmy Olsen like, all right, I, I kind of both love and hate this moment. And Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen sees Superman land. He takes a picture and goes, what a scoop! Like... <laughs> Like it's such an old timey. It's like it's like yeah, what a scoop. He's he, so right. So Superman lands and then he sees the little little dude. Hello, whatever. Jimmy. Or what was little, it? Was it Jimmy. Little Jimmy. What's no, the little like, kid's name? The little kid's named. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't Scooter. even matter. Whatever. Uh, wait a minute. I can tell you what it is. Little kid's was... an idiot. Whoever he is, he's a terrible little actor. And I'll just keep talking about how bad he is because yeah, he he's, really, he's really sucks. Bad. Uh, they had so many options. Jeremy. For better. Jeremy. Little Jeremy. God, okay, so here's the thing. So he, so I literally wrote this. Superman with little Jeremy. I actually wrote Jimmy because I was thinking Jimmy Olsen, but it's actually Jeremy. Um, is That's why I was really surprised that you had, like, you're so excited to hear me say what a scoop about Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, but this is the best part. It was like the rocky walk of joy. All of a sudden, like, birds fly up. There's like a parade. Oh, oh, and, and everybody's walking with him. And it's and this, like by the way, this exciting scene, moment. This scene, I, I, uh, this was a scene that uh, I, a bunch of... Sources have talked about yeah. about this movie being one of the the canon films being so super cheap. Yeah, this is shot in like Milton Keynes in England. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not the UN. It's not New York. Right. It's not what Forty Second Street or wherever New York's right. at. I mean, not where New York. Not where not where the UN is. Not where New York is. New York exists in more than just Forty Second Street. Does it? Um, but that's the only street that matters. But it's um, you know, it's it's a shitty. England set that is so obviously not New York at all doesn't look at all no, like New York. It doesn't. And like 
apparently Christopher Reeve and the director, you know, like, that's the thing is, as bad as this movie is, I don't 100% blame Sidney Fury because apparently he constantly wanted, was like, being be told that you, we can't afford this shot. We can't do this. So he, uh-huh. had, he had to do a bunch of shitty, cheap things that he didn't want to do. But like, like I, Reeve said something like, if this had been Donner, he would have actually gotten the street closed off, you know, gotten all like, you know, all, you know, right. the, the UN, like gotten permits, gotten an act, like actually gotten extras and a, a real, like a, a real crowd of people. Cause this is obviously shot super tight on him too when he's walking. So yes, you, like you it's, it's not that big a crowd of people. Right. It's probably like 40 people at most. Right. You can't really you know. And it like it, it, but it like also when you get to the UN, it is the, oh my God, it's the fakest set of the UN. It looks like the, it looks like the lobby of a middle school. Like the, the UN or like a really bad hotel like built in the like late 60s. Right. It is the cheapest, shittiest UN. And then you walk in and it's like a process shot. Have you noticed that? Yes. I'm not even sure why it's an, like a process shot. There. I was very happy though that one of the UN like main people was a female. Yeah, I think and, that's, and I think an that's ethnic based. female. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, it, well, it is the UN. So you actually have to have... You didn't have to have a female? Well, I think general... I think they're... I don't know for a fact. It may have been that that was who was Secretary General at the time, but it might have been related to um, Indira Gandhi or Benazir Bhutto being like female world leaders at that time. I don't care. I was just happy to see it. Because she was definitely she was definitely like either Indian or Pakistani or something. Yeah, I was just happy to see. No, it was it. nice. Yeah, now like you were like, what is this United Colors of Benetton? Look at all I didn't these. Say that. You said something like no, that. No, I did not. What did you say? Not this time. I say that in every other movie, but not in this one. I was. I, I, feel like, I think you said something racist. No, I. I <laughs> just kidding. I'm slandering you. No, you are, and I didn't say that. I actually said, "Wow, that's kind of awesome." I actually yeah. was really. But I was also like, Allie, it's the UN. They kind of have to be multiracial because it's the UN. Oh, I know what you're talking about. When they're walking up the stairs, and then he sends Jimmy to the gallery or oh, like yeah, the top, yeah, yeah. the balcony. And I said, I said, "Oh, you made a comment. You said, oh, look, there was a rabbi or something like that.'" Well, there was. There was a rabbi just sitting ra- in the background. And then I said, I said, yeah, it looks like, and I was about to make the joke that it was like Star Trek Four, where when they were standing at the, with the, with the, with the whales. Oh. Because it was like, oh. one of them, it was like a nun and there was a Okay, I thought, I thought you were like at the end of Star Trek Four when they're all the gleep glop aliens. No, 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 no. And I was like, I was like, oh, wow, there's, no, that would be horrible. But I would, no, it was like, and I was like, oh, it's like. It's like the stand- cantina scene in Star Wars. Stop it. So, so I, so I, but that was what I was thinking. And then I remember being really excited because I thought, well, that's so awesome because they actually were, it was one of the few movies I think in the 80s that actually you didn't have what's her toe, what's his toes, Fisher Stevens, like playing yeah. an Indian dude. Oh, can we get back into my war with my war on Fisher Stevens I mean, that we've done in here? In gen- you know, I've met him, right? <laughs> yes, I know. Probably on early edition, right? Yes, and he was very much, um, he did not want to eat fat. That is right. one of the things I know about Fisher Stevens. Did Sorry, you know he's Fisher. also he's also a shellless turtle? <laughs> no. As he gets older, he looks more and more like a turtle with his big yeah. head and his little neck. <laughs> So, um, not as much of a shellless turtle as Benedict Cumberbatch, mind you, but still a shellless turtle. Benedict Cumberbatch. Have you seen him in August Osage County? No, you have not. No. You do not get to have seen. I've seen him in enough, thank you. He's delightful. Uh, he's a delight so so anyway Superman gets up and he tells the world he's decided to get rid of their nuclear weapons and this is my favorite moment of what the fuck are you Uh talking about ever yeah okay we'll, we'll, we'll get Sparky in a minute my favorite moment of what the fuck are you talking about ever is yeah. he says well, I'm, I'm going to destroy all the world's nuclear weapons and everyone rises up and cheers 
Yeah, um, a lot of these people have vested interest in having in nukes. In having nukes, Like, right. not, not one person got up, like, you know, first yeah. of all, the U.S. alone. Gene for Gene Kirkpatrick, the fucking U.N. ambassador, that, like, the U.S. at this moment, would have been like, are you out of your mind, you fucking illegal immigrant? You can't tell us to take our nukes away. You know, like, no, this would never have fucking happened. There's no way yeah. this right-wing Reagan America would be delight. Yeah. the government would be delighted to get rid of their nukes. You know, it, it like, and like, and then you see like, then you see this fucking montage of people shooting missiles into space oh God, for Superman to catch and throw thing. in a bat in a net. net. <laughs> in a net in space. All right, go deal with Sparky. I'm going to talk about the dumb trainer dude. The dumb trainer dude. Yeah, with Mariel Hemingway at the gym. That's the next Mariel Hemingway? Yeah. Oh, yes. I was thinking of Mary Lou Henner. <laughs> I'm going to go now. Wow. I need wow. more booze. I don't think you do need more booze, actually. Okay, so. <laughs> so, Mariel Hemingway invites Clark Kent to her gym to go to a workout. And it's like Jane Fonda's worst workout that ever existed. It's. Oh, God. It's the most embarrassing thing. And everybody's wearing the most 80s. If you've ever seen any uh, Richard Simmons or. Yeah, it's it's the aerobics, but it's like the worst aerobics. Well, it's the eighties idea, idea of what aerobics was, and 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 they're doing it, and of course he's you know acting up the part of that he can't even do it, and he's like this is the worst, and he's got you know he's wearing like a tracksuit. It's very funny, and then Marilyn Hemingway he is doing looks like I do when I try to do one of your workouts. Oh, honey, yes, yes, I mean full on yes. And then you weren't supposed to agree with me. I'm sorry, honey, but I love you. But no. Okay, so, our, our, let's welcome Sparky, longtime welcome. contributor, back to the podcast. <laughs> Do you need your own mic? Um, so so then they go into the weight room and she's doing weights and then she has him do it and then he, of course, pretends like he can't. Like the same thing with the baseball. It's like the same joke. Well, yeah. But he's so good that you don't care because it's freaking Christopher Reeve. And so then, of course, this trainer dude comes up. He's just a total... Like, he's a total oh lump. Wardrobe, more pants, please. Oh, my God. It looks like he's wearing a belly shirt, he's but he's like actually a, he's like he's wearing... He's hanging brain out the side of his leg. But he's Jesus. actually wearing he's actually wearing a, a weight belt. I'm more talking about his super short shorts where yeah, you could actually see which side he dresses to. And, like, it's, it's like you could see the bottom of his sack hanging out. And, he, you know, legs. of course, he, like, has Clark do something that was supposed to hurt him. And, of course, it does. And then Mariel Hemingway was like, I'm so sorry. He's like such he, a jerk. He gives him too much weight. Too much weight. And he falls over. And then Mariel Hemingway leaves and, I don't know, says something about him them having a date or something. And then, of course, the, the dude is, like, laying down on the, on, the, on the bench. And he's like, can you, you know, spot me or help me or Pass something? me that weight. Pass me that weight. And he picks up this huge weight and just throws it at him. And it's a Which great... Which is, yeah, that's vengeful Clark Kent. Yeah. A, a Clark Kent that really only exists in the movies. It, it's the Clark Kent that in Superman 2 goes back to that diner and beats the shit out of those rednecks. Yeah. You know, it, it is... It's not, it's not a good color on him, to be no. honest. It's pretty shitty. You know, and then, um, oh, um... We forgot. Also, at this point, uh, Lex has been watching this. Oh no! Like, this just this is this is now the next. No, part. no, my note my notes actually have the Superman kind of vengeful thing after this, so oh. like, we skipped it. But it doesn't matter. Like at, like Lex Luthor has been um, like seeing the news and telling Lenny like this is an opportunity. Blah blah blah. And he starts talking about getting rid of the, like he's talking about like getting rid of uh, getting rid of the world's nukes is going to basically like change. Yeah, you know, like it's gonna it's gonna leave a, a a hole for him to help like make money off of uh, right. off of arms war dealers, profiting, right? War profiteering, and the best part is like Lex Luthor, one of the greatest geniuses of all time, keeps saying nuclear. Yes, it's so obnoxious. It's like you, you are like Luthor's whole thing. It's the whole natural dynamic of brawn versus brains that he always talks about. He's supposed to be this super ultra genius, and he says nuclear like Dwight Eisenhower or like. 
Bush. Well, yeah, like Bush too, but you know. Um, my, my, I've always the, thought that Bush's uh, mispronouncing of nuclear like that was uh, done was an affectation. Was done for folksy. Yeah. So, so here's my favorite thing about the Lex. Bushes are all rich wasps. I don't so buy that. Down Lex Luthor bullshit. Basically, for a Lex Luthor lives in. Oh, an oh, and there was also a guy named Sergeant York. <laughs> What's yeah. your name? So Lex Luthor lives in an Art Deco building, and he's decorated at Art Deco, which I just find really amusing. Well, and you know his 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 uh, the subway the the abandoned subway base that he had in the in the first movie yeah. is also really Art Deco. Yeah, it's very I think, Art Deco. I think I think the Hackman's Luthor really likes Art Deco. And also in this next scene, he's also wearing my brother's bar mitzvah jacket. Yeah. Oh, and oh, and at this point, by the way, when he's in, like, this is when Lenny's playing playing Nintendo. Yeah. And he's playing Gyromite, and you can see Rob the robot. I in mean, his he's using pants. A, he's using he's using a controller, not Rob, but Rob's on the table because this is 1987 mm. Nintendo, you know. Yeah. And uh, and this is around the time that like we, this is around the time I think that the date happens. Yes. So the Although, date. Or, or so he might have he might have met the arms dealers and told them about it at this point. I'm not sure. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, Jim Broadbent and William Hootkins are arms dealers. So so then there's a double date that goes on because Lois Lane sets up a date with Superman because she's going to interview him about the whole like missile thing, and then and Mariel Hemingway sets up a date with Clark Kent. That was the, what she did at the end of this trainer uh, dude yeah. bullshit and they're all having this double so it's date. like a bedroom farce yeah yeah it literally is it's a it's a three's company episode kind yeah. of yeah and actually i will say this i feel like this scene is not the worst no scene, it's not but in a good movie this could have been a great scene yes I, and i think i think reeve does a good job with he it he does a great job with it you know considering. like considering so so um, and you oh and this is this scene is the origin of probably the dumbest line in this movie and therefore the greatest line in this movie muriel hemingway talking about clark kent to Lois Lane, uh, Lacey Wanamaker, or says, whatever. How, Lacey Warfield, not Wanamaker. Sam Wanamaker is the actor. <laughs> Lacey Warfield, you know, because he was Daddy Warbucks. Uh, he's a war profiteer named Warfield. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, she says, "How can one man be so square and so delicious?" Oh, Thanks God, for that screenplay. So disgusting. Here's my favorite part so of this whole show, or this whole this whole part of this movie, is um, at one point. Uh, Superman realizes that he has to play both parts, Clark Kent and Superman. And by the way, why did you get yourself in this situation? Yeah. This is very Silver Age, though. I will say that. The Cancel whole idea. something. One like, in the Silver Age, it would be Lois Lane is trying to, like, get Clark and Superman in the same room at the same time to right. prove Clark Superman, which was a big, very big, like, plot. That's the plot of 98% of, like, but, Superman but, cartoons from so, the 50s, so, comics from the so, 50s. So, so Clark is in there, or Superman, no, Superman's in there, and... Uh, and, she, and uh, Lois Lane is talking about her dinner and she's making duck with this and the sh- champagne blah da, da, blah and flour, da, flour with mushrooms or whatever. And of course he x-ray visions into the kitchen the duck and uses his heat, uses vision. heat vision. So then this is what I said. This is literally what, this was the conversation that happened between me and Hitler Puncher here. I said. Why are you calling me Hitler Puncher now? <laughs> well, my name is John. It's coming up later. You can call me Walter too. That's my last name. Um, I said, I literally said this to him. I go, is he going to burn dinner? And John says, yes. And I said, what an asshole. <laughs> But the, but also, um, but like, please finish it off. No, we, no, no. I'm I'm saying there's also some back and forth at one point, like where he he goes outside, like and at one point, like to become Superman, like is that was that when he leaves that he that he hard days nights his way through that limo. <laughs> That's the end of it. Which, by the way, hilariously enough, Richard Lester, who directed half of Superman two and all of Superman three, directed a Hard Day's Night. So, like, it's well, weird that Sidney J. Fury is the one who does the Hard Day's Night. Uh, you or know, Hard Gray's Night. 
Circle. It all comes all back in a full circle. Oh, damn it. I just had to cut a cough out of the last edit I did. I'm not going to cut that out. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> so um, so uh, one thing I would like to say is that this was this was the moment that I realized that Margot Kidder was doing everything in her power to become Carrie Fisher. <laughs> that is what she is doing. Which is sad movie. at that point because Carrie Fisher had already gone through a lot of crap herself. Well, the two of them together. I mean, it's like a soup of mental health. I feel like if you've got those two together and uh, what's her name from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, yeah. What's the, your toes? It would um, be like the it would be like the ultimate. Linda Hamilton? No, not Linda jo- Hamilton. Joan? No, not Joan Allen. Um, Linda Hamilton was from uh, Terminator. Terminator. And Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yeah. Um, and probably Terminator 3. I don't What's know. That's her name. I didn't see that. Tweet um, us. Who played? Who played? The I feel like I, you know what's sad is like literally I have an internet that is two and a half you feet an, away you have from a Wikipedia my Wikipedia right there. Oh God, why am I? Why am I even doing this? Okay, for so you? I'll talk more about um, the next thing. Uh, let's all blow up the great whale wall. Let's all. Blow. Oh, so at this point, I didn't even talk about this. I didn't even talk about the fact that now we are back with Lex, Karen the, Allen. Yeah. Oh, Lex Luthor comes. Yes, Karen Allen. So I was told that I, I looked like her. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, by that guy that forgot that he had had a one-night stand with you. Yes. That disgusting guy who forgot I had a one-night stand with him. And then tried to give Pay me cab- off with quarters. Gave you cab money when quarters. <laughs> a horrible human being. <laughs> We're not going to name names. Let's just say the Chicago improv community has, <laughs> has enough scandals. We're not going to go ahead and go into that one. Oh my goodness, the tweets I will get about this. So, oh, and, um, um, yeah. Oh, and, uh, but anyway, the scene ends uh, with, oh, uh, God, because, le- because again, another uh, ripoff from, uh, from, the, from the first Donner Superman movie is Lex gets on a frequency that only Superman can hear. Right. And sends him a message. He appears on the screen at Times Square. I, I want to know, how did he know the that Jumbo Superman Trump. would see that screen? I know, like, right? where At that at. exact moment. And he's like, look to my left. Look at this building. I'm going to blow up the top 20 floors of this building, which is a line you're not going to hear. Well, actually, you are going to hear because they put fucking 9-11 level destruction in every superhero movie now. But, um, you know, the threat that he's going to blow up this building means that Clark basically has to come up. Like, Superman has to come up with an excuse to disappear. And Clark disappears, you know. I love that neither of them draw the connection that Clark Kent is Superman there. Yeah. Well, actually, it's implied that Lois kind of knows still. Yeah, it is implied. Uh, but, um, which is actually true to her character, because Lois always suspects Clark in the comics. You know we haven't gotten to, like, the most major plot point of this I thing. know. What I'm saying My is... God, I feel like we've so been talking goes, about this as long as the stupid movie's been going on. Yeah, we have. Uh, so anyway, he Let's goes... He, fly, he flies forward. He meets Lex in his, uh, in his uh, room. Um, will you stop pushing your drink into the dog? He meets Lex, you know, like, and you know, and he's like, Luthor, you wouldn't be here. Obviously, this bomb's a fake because, you know, you wouldn't be within 20 miles of this if you were going to be in danger. And he's like, oh, you figured me out. And that's when he introduces the nuclear man, who had already come back, by the way, that we, we just didn't mention it. Because it uh, wasn't worth mentioning. Yeah. Well, he comes back, like, he... he he got shot into the sun and like that jelly that, that he used a missile that, that had something. He on shot it. like what appeared to be a piece of uncooked chicken thigh, yeah. uh, with a couple of scraps of spandex thrown in that are going to be much. made into a uniform That's somehow. So freaking weird. And uh, so the nuclear man shows up. That can uh, we just ret- can we just like retcon back? No, we can't retcon. Can we just like go back to that moment because I just want to talk about it. Those of you who've ever seen, there's probably like one of you out there other than me and John who have seen. The movie uh, um, Emperor's New Groove by Disney yeah, might might actually 
recognize that the whole lab thing, the secret lab that Yzma has, is essentially the outfits that Lenny yeah. and Lex Luthor are wearing Back when, when they're they creating this, this they're just, nuclear He's just man. pouring shit in test tubes. It's, it's the craziest it's like a, it's like a, motherfucking thing. It's like an eight-year-old's idea of what science is. Yes, and it's, it's like food coloring and dry ice. And yeah. the whole thing. It's the most obnoxious, So anyway, this this Anyway, this, this model, like, I think he's a male model or something or, or an athlete or something. Mark, or Mark Pillow is the guy's... Mark... Pillow. Pillow. Comes in and he, Where and he plays the body. Where is his erotic career? Because I want to know. I'm it not. Was. He probably did erotic. Mark some, Pillow. He probably did adult I'm looking him up. Keep sort. talking. But uh, so Mark Mark Pillow, Mark Pillow. Uh, plays the nuclear man, a guy who has Luthor's voice. Mm. And he, at one point, like Luth, like he kind of almost threatens Luthor when he first shows up, but he walks out of the sun. He's got the dumbest weakness ever, which is if he's ever in darkness, he completely powers down. He just like. I mean, this he's is the like, thing. He's like. He's like Vicky from Small Wonder. He just powers down. Well, the thing that's even stupider about this is if you're even a minor bit of a nerd about Superman, you know Superman gets his power from the Earth's yellow sun. But Superman doesn't lose his powers at night or right. shut down. Right. And they act, well, first of all, they talk about him like you can't stop him. He gets his powers from the sun. Like so did Superman. Right. How is this, how is, how is this any different than Superman? You know? But uh, like again, like. Anyway, this this guy like all you have to do is get him in the dark and he's worthless. That like he's instantly worthless if he's in the dark. He's the same age as Tony Horton, by the way. He's that is the, that is the most useless piece of information that I have ever heard. In he's been in three movies. Life. He was in Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Oh, he was also in Wise. That's guy. not a movie. That was a TV series. No, but then he was also in Wise Guy. Which is a TV series. TV series, and he was also in Alaska Kid. It was also Which was TV. also a TV series. So he was in three things. Yeah, I think he was, a, I, I feel like he was a model or something. Dude, I, I'm Well, first of all, he never, says, he never says a word in this movie. It's all Gene Hackman and him listening. It's lip true. That's actually very true. You know? But, like, so anyway, the nuclear man, his powers are basically super strong. He can fly. He has, like... I don't know saber tooth claws, you know, like he's got yeah. he's got these finger these Lee press on nails that get longer whenever he. It's you know, so horrifying. And he can shoot like heat out of his body. So uh, he and Super like Super like Lex brings him out. He and Superman fight. They fight. They start their fight by grappling each other and falling off the building. And Allie's like, "Can't they both fly?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but right now they're in a lover's embrace, like eagles mating. You know, so one of them has to finish before they can start flying." And so they do this dumbass fly. Could you actually get off your phone Sorry. and talk? Sorry. Put Keep your talking. damn phone down. Sorry, I noticed that they had actually added another IMDb yeah. credit to my thing. No, no. So I was a little confused. So, um, so they, they, they fly around the world. Yeah. And like Superman's chasing him and he's wrecking monuments. Wrecking which is Which monuments. is shades of evil Superman from... Uh, from uh from uh Superman three, yes. but like you get to see Superman and at, like this is again a very Silver Age thing where Superman just develops a power that he's never had before. In mm. this one, you get Great Wall of China repairing yeah, vision. It's the most ridiculous thing. He's standing there and you like see the Great Wall of China blowing up, and then all of a sudden it's like like he's putting it back together. And I'm thinking that's the best Lego re putting together I've ever seen and like with eyes yeah and, I yeah. am slightly inebriated and yeah, therefore you're, yeah the you're, that's I'm why saying. I'm throwing your phone across the room if you touch <laughs> it again um so um so uh basically and then and then like uh the nuclear man sets up and Superman can replace it let's all blow up the great wall of China and Superman can replace it with his eyes yes that's exactly what has already been said <laughs> But that's what I wrote. And I thought that well, was you don't funny. have to write. You don't have to say everything you wrote down. But I, think it's fu- I think I'm funny. Yeah, I know you do, but that's because you're drunk. I'm adorable. Um. So, uh, yeah, 
You're not as drunk as you think you am. Um, I'm not whatever. as drunk as I think I am. I know you are drunk. You am. You, you are drunker than you ever think oh, you are. Oh, you guys, I'm really sorry about this episode. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not. I mean, okay, keep going. So, so basically, Superman then blows ice wind into <laughs> Superman. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, he does. Yeah, you're yeah, right. He blows ice wind into Superman and he encases him in into. Well, that's his freezing ice breath, wind. which Superman also has. Yeah, and, because he has the same hair. And then he goes down, and, and then he goes down. He has the same hair because he's made from the hair. Oh, no, he has the same DNA. He doesn't have the same hair. Uh, (laughs) Nuclear Man is blonde. He has a blonde mullet. But he probably has the same hair. The same hair power. Yeah, you're right. His his hair has the same power as Superman's hair. (laughs) Anyway, there's a volcano going on in, like, I don't know, Sicily or something, I guess, is what it's supposed to be. And uh, Superman comes back, blows blows his own cold vision on the... uh, Cold vision, cold breath. Freezing breath on Wait, the... Wait, no, but for, and then before he does the cold breath, he actually eye, x-ray eye visions off a piece of a mountain, butt plugs it into Vesuvius. Well, I would say more like a bathtub plug. Butt plugs it right into Vesuvius, and then ice winds away the heat that's about to kill the nun and the children. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by the Danish Porn Council. <laughs> and I Please use Danish porn response. I literally wrote this, I'm embarrassed for this movie right at this moment. Although to be on although to be honest, this is no goofier than Superman 3 when he picked when he freezes the lake and drops it's it true. on the fire. You know, like it, 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 you know, that's fine. It, it's actually comic booky and silly, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And then oh, and then and then we play a Statue of Liberty toss. Yes. I didn't even write that down. I think that's what I meant by I'm embarrassed by this movie. Yeah. Like, that was the moment. When it, when it, like, like, when it, it, like basically, basically, uh, the nuclear, nuclear man, man pulls up the Statue of Liberty from its base and drags it and goes and throws it apparently into Metropolis since New York and Metropolis are the same thing same in this thing. movie. You know that. And Superman catches it, flies away, and while he's carrying the Statue of Liberty, uh, he gets scratched by the nuclear man thing and he gets uh, cat, cat scratch fever. Cat, cat scratch, scratch fever. What? That doesn't sound a bit like. What song are you doing? I I I was thinking I'm gonna try to do the Ted Nugent one, which is the only song I know named "Cat Scratch Fever." What song were you? Doing? I don't know. Was it Cole Porter's "Cat Scratch Fever"? Yeah, it was Cole Cat Porter's. Scratch Fever. Yeah, that's the song I was doing. Red sails. Hey, Chekhov's crystal comes back too at this point. Yeah, well, not not quite yet. Well, it it saves him. Not yet, but he's. Not, but he's still in the fight. Oh, he's still in the fight. I'm talking about because then, then he chucks the Statue of Liberty apparently right back onto the spot. Oh yeah, he and I guess I guess at this point to... the Statue of Liberty had just been set free from its scaffolding because remember when we were young, like for like a year and a half, the Statue of Liberty was yeah, in scaffolding. Yeah, scaffolded up. Um, so then basically at this point, Superman disappears. It looks like he's. Um, you see uh, his cape flutters and gets caught on the Statue of Liberty. How symbolic. Yeah, and then the, the cape ends up on uh, on Lacey's desk because she's now a new publisher at the Daily Planet. And at that point, I wrote literally these words. Who wrote this Schlock Nest monster? Because it is that bad. <laughs> well, I will tell you who wrote this Schlock Nest monster. So you can... Lawrence Connor and Mark Rosenthal, based on a story by Lawrence Connor, Mark Rosenthal, and Christopher Reeve. Also, there was an 80s, there was an 80s moment where we are in the middle of New York, and I'm saying New York in quotes, 
um, air quotes, that it says on the top of the uh, the, the cab, it says 80s, fly, TWA. Yeah. TWA. It actually says 80s, doesn't it? It says 80s. Well, I, I was making fun of you, but you're... <laughs> it does it not does. say 80s. Okay. Oh, it no, no. fly, TWA. TWA is such an 80s... Thing, yeah, because thing, it, well, it probably it, earlier than the eighties too. Did it go out of? Um, I think it got merged with someone in in, in the nineties. I thought. I have no idea. I don't care. I don't care. Because I only have two more points on this, but but then there's another big fight between Superman and the nuclear, nuclear man. man. Uh, well, well, first first Lois goes to him. Oh yeah. And you you, you see Clark has disappeared, and he she goes to his house, and he's sick. He's sick. And, and there's the a scene where there's a scene where Lo, there's a scene where Lois kind of tells it like you, it, it's it's filmed in such a way that Lois is like I know you're Superman we're not going to talk about this yeah, shit yeah we're not going to talk you're, about you're, it. You, you failed to make me forget right yeah you know and she kind of gives him the you know like I'm sure you'll be fine you know, like, yeah blah 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 anyway he uses his crystal to like heal himself. If he uses shit. Chekhov's crystal to heal himself. And the crystal and, and the goes, crystal is also basically his last link with Krypton. Yeah. So now he's one hundred percent Earth man. And then he goes back and he has the big fight with the, the nuclear man. And the nuclear man pounds Superman into the moon like a common whack-a-mole. Yeah. Well but yeah, before he does that, no, what happens is he's going like the nuclear man sees a picture of the, the Lacey on the cover of Art, meet oh, our new publisher. Right, and, he and he goes to her. her. And first of all, how did Superman know he was gonna fall in love with her and go for her? We don't know. We don't know. The Superman, he uh, says, that Where's was, the that, woman? But he doesn't know which woman he's talking about. I, Apparently well, he knows. my guess is there's scenes that were cut. Yeah. You think? But you know, there were a lot of scenes that were this cut. Movie so I'm was saying amazing. I, so, you know, there were so many scenes cut. All right, I'm giving you the look of, hey, drunky, <laughs> don't I'm get belligerent with me. You're belligerent. I'm being belligerent because this is like Cobra. It's so bad. We're gonna go in the supermarket and Cobra. And we're gonna shoot shit up. Is what we're gonna do. No, you got the Brigitte Nielsen, or as you call it, Brigitte Nielsen. <laughs> so, um, so basically, what happens? Remember, he goes in and he gets gets him in the elevator, and then he pulls the elevator out with the cables and takes him into space. And uh, do you want me to narrate what no. you're doing? Continue. Yeah, I didn't think you would. <laughs> it was raunchy. <laughs> <laughs> so um so basically the you know like superman drags him up in an elevator by the cables to the moon because drop- apparently he knows that the the nuclear man will just no, admittedly later he says like i basic physics i figured out that if he came from the sun that must be his weakness which yeah, is actually which is- only the only way that works is actually in superman because he comes from krypton his weakness right. is kryptonite <laughs> you like, know kind of why would you think that yeah that's why would you think that anyway then Superman's like, well, okay, he's now in this elevator on the moon. Everything's fine, right? Elevator so he just flies off. Actually, he fixes the, the flag. Oh, he fixes the flag because the flag on the moon. How elevator on the moon with the flag. This elevator is the worst B-52 song I've ever heard. <laughs> I've got an elevator on, on the moon. moon. It's the 13th elevator floor. The we'll moon. be there soon. Elevator um, on the moon. Elevator on the moon. Ooh, shoo up, shoo up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll Thank stop, Sparky. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone's a critic. Uh, so, so anyway, Superman like thinks everything's fine, and then gets like totally attacked from behind by the nuclear man, who is because this because guess what? It turns out elevators are not completely airtight and light tight. Yeah, you light can see tight, the light, comes light up. tight, light tight. Turn on the Turn magical, magical color light. light tight. tight. <laughs> so, um, wow. So John, John. So basically, um, the. Uh, 
The nuclear man grabs Superman and John Henry's him right into the moon. <laughs> just drills him in. Do you guys realize that we have stopped talking about John Cryer, who actually has the worst ADR in this entire oh, movie? Oh, yeah, we forgot that scene. We where did not the, uh, talk about that scene yeah. because I literally didn't write it down. I didn't write it down either because so it's so goddamn bad. Old. There's a scene where the nuclear man spins him like a top in the air in a really shitty effect, and he's ADR'd in. Like, he sounds like Jack Mercer's Popeye. It's like, <laughs> oh, dude, what am I doing? Oh, my God, I'm spinning. Why am I sounding like a beetle? <laughs> Anyway, uh, all day is night. Um, but he, like, oh, whoa, I'm spinning. Whoa, awesome. I'm breakdancing. I'm breakdancing. It's so weird. By the way, breakdancing joke in 1986. It's like Kim Kardashian and somebody like punched Not her in the Kim face. Kim Kardashian. I wouldn't say that. Because he has, you know, the, he has a double friend. It's more like the Valley Girl? Question mark? Up speed. But she does that. Yeah, but she's usually given like the usually the sexist reason people have a problem is the vocal fry, not the. And she also sounds like she's just been smoking weed all her life. Well, yeah, she's probably has. Uh, God, I'm jealous of the wealthy. Uh, so anyway, Reagan he, because it's Reagan's America, he fixed the flag and uh, Reagan's America. And then um, so so Nuclear Man is like. I'm gonna go down and get my lacy. He goes down and he goes down and gets gets he goes down and get, get goes down to get lacy. Meanwhile, Superman has a brilliant idea. He moves the, the entire moon, moon to create an eclipse on the sun. so of the of the sun. Yes, an ec- not an eclipse of Jupiter. Eclipse of the sun. You Turn can- around. So people who have talked about how they can all they can actually hear the look that Allie gives me, I hope you can hear this because I'm giving her side eye as hard as I can. And then, the, and then the question becomes: You're gonna you're gonna get us in the red. You're seriously gonna red us out. I have enough trouble editing this without you doing that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to de-amplify this whole thing. Um, so anyway, he ends up grabbing Lacey and he King Kong he King Kong takes her into space. Into space. She's not in a space suit and she's not a Superman. She can't breathe. One more song and I'm taking the, turning this podcast around and we're ne- and you know what? We're never watching Grey's Anatomy. That's right. I will kill our other podcast because that's not. the You're okay with killing this one. I'm not okay with killing this one. Listen, listen, why are you singing? You know, and um, so anyway, um, I didn't do that very well. You need to, you need to fix it. It's, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're really bad at that. Really um, bad at that. So anyway, uh, he ends up going at, like he turns the he turns the lights off, <laughs> and he grabs Nuclear Man and drops him into a nuclear. <laughs> oh my god, Allie has just put her hair tie on the dog's ear. She is so drunk. I can't believe how like this is gonna be fun when she listens to this with me later, and I can I can isolate all the silliness that she does. <laughs> So anyway, he drops him into a nuclear reactor. Yes. All the lights in Mictropolis turn on. <laughs> Mictropolis. That's a, that's the city. Is that from, like the mix mixed? That's actually a Powerpuff Girls oh, reference. Okay. It's the city from Powerpuff. Oh, from, okay. The Powerpuff Girls. So all the lights turn on, which is how would that work? Right. Like, you get a power surge. Do, do lights that you didn't turn on just turn, <laughs> turn on? on? Like, wouldn't you be freaked out wouldn't by it, that? Wouldn't that actually, out of nowhere the lights turn on well, in the house? Well, it wouldn't work. The Here's the thing. Fuck wouldn't, out. wouldn't a power surge actually work so that the lights you have on blew out forever? <laughs> you know, or just got brighter. Yeah, it just got brighter. Zuntite. So that's what I'm saying. Zuntite. Zuntite. Yeah. 
Good God. <laughs> oh my God. Just just a side note for like those God, of you who want to know anything about our lives. So our dog is um, five and a half pounds and he sometimes sleeps in, well, he mostly sleeps in the bed with us and um, he bur- burrows under the covers. And last night <laughs> I woke up um, terrified, literally like, oh my God, what's going on? Because he was reverse sneezing, which is a common thing that uh, chihuahuas do, but it sounded like something was attacking him. It sounds like, it, it basically sounds like to- It's the scariest sound. Uh, it, it sounds like to 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 paraphrase, uh, to paraphrase uh, Father Ted, Father yeah. Father McDo- Father Dougal from Father from the yes. TV show Father Ted. It sounds like it sounds like a load of chickens chasing Liam Neeson around inside a barrel. It's so scary. <laughs> it's, it happened again this morning, and you you experienced it. it was yeah, it's so horrifying. Sc- it's so scary. I've heard him reverse sneeze before. No, but like in the bed with you and wake you up is so terrifying. And you weren't you weren't around. You were working oh, on your God. project. He's disgusting. Last Look at him. I know, but he oh. loves us, and I kind of love him. He's like a scrotum with ears. God, I love him so. Oh, much. he's the worst. He's oh. a good dog. <sighs> I'll miss him when he's gone, but while he's here, it's certainly a nightmare. Um, so anyway, Nuclear Man's gone, the power... And then we find out Jackie Cooper has gone, and uh, I learned a few things about hostile takeovers in my time. And he basically found got a bunch of people, banks together to get him the money, to loan him the money to buy back Just the Daily Planet. And basically declare it a landmark or something. I can't really figure I it out. I can't figure it out either. Anyway, uh, anyway he's no longer... like uh, Sam Wanamaker's no longer a majority share holder and uh superman drops lex luthor well he drops lex luthor lenny off at boys town yes uh, boys town, which is kind of funny if you live in chicago yeah um yeah he's, oh, he's wow. Halstead and uh, i'm down at spin he's down at halstead <laughs> and belmont i'm uh, at the manhole oh wait, that closed a long time no ago. so did Hy- was hydrate still open i don't know i don't think so the manhole uh sidetrack side um so um so and then he drops Luthor back off at the um, at the at the at the 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 quarry where he's been chopping rocks and uh, the the old, like everybody Mozart's back and they all like whis- whistling they all whistle line and knock music um, and and this is the weirdest thing at the end like Luthor goes is the world gonna blow up or whatever yeah because of Nuclear Man who ended up in a missile no 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 it's because of that whole like the the peace talks because now Superman oh. is basically because Superman says like you know I I made a mistake it was hubris to you know, like, to try and, like, stop humanity, like, from doing this. It's not my position. We have to do it ourselves. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, will the world, is the world going to blow up? It's like, man, you don't give a shit, Lex. You were talking about how, you know, like, you are talking about how you were playing these angles. And he's like, not yet. You know, not, not, like, you know, like. Not on my watch. No, no, basically it's like, well, we, like, not, not if we do, not if we do it right. You know, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, he goes off, he flies into space. You see the classic Superman flying, uh, you know, over the earth into the camera, smile. God, I miss Christopher Reeve. He he even manages to make that seem charming as this is going on. Uh, apparently there was a lost uh, a cut scene at the end where he was going to take that kid Jeremy up into space just like Marilyn Hemingway and I guess their, their lungs were going to explode and here's my know, to look down at the earth without borders and see how wonderful it was but here's my question because the, then all of a sudden we get the the flying in terrible you know uh, titles again and I'm thinking, my question is by the way why were the earth's tides permanently screwed up by the moon being wait, thousands wait, of miles out okay, of the place okay, shh. Here's my question. As the titles come flying in and then they're flying out, like, the fuck is this noise? I literally turned to John and I said, is, is he going to move the moon back? No. Because he didn't move the moon back. No, he didn't. So everything's now all again butterfly uh, affected up. Yeah, like, again, well, uh, I, I, again, fuck? like I said, like, I, 
like are the earth's tides now messed up forever right like do we get high tide at like completely different times and like flooding Probably. in weird places are you okay oh my god me? he hit me with a snag <laughs> oh god like he literally snotted on me that's disgusting well he's also sneezing on me alright so John uh, we're done with this whole oh by the whole... way I thought your question was going to be uh, was it worth revisiting oh n- not not really I mean in a way you know in like word. well I will say this it's the kind of movie that, like, if you were an absolute ridiculous completist for seeing Christopher Reeve play Superman. I the, guess. The 20 minutes or so that he's actually in this movie being Superman and, like, it's he's charming. He's Superman. This movie is a shit pile. It's a festering shit pile. It is fucking terrible. And it, it like, I, I forgot how bad this movie was. I knew it was bad. But this movie is just... It's a goddamn nightmare. So no, it really wasn't worth revisiting. I own it because I, you know, I have the set with the other ones, but I'm mainly going to be watching the first two and occasionally Superman 3, you know, which I will say this movie really reminded me how much better Superman 3 is even without Gene Hackman or uh, or Margot Kidder. And I guess Ali, I will ask you this as if I don't know the answer. Hey, was it worth watching? No, but let me tell you why. <laughs> I tried to approach this movie because I already knew walking in that it wasn't supposed to be good. I, I, I approached this in a Brian Grazer way. I'm going to go in with curiosity. I'm going to go in with my eyes open. I'm going to go in curious to, and with to my crawl eyes open. into the brain of whoever the fuck decided that this was a good idea. And I, I walked out more confused, kind of... I mean, unhappily, disappointedly, bullshittedly pissed off. And there were moments of this movie that I don't remember. And I think it's because I was so bored and frustrated and annoyed. That you, that, were, that you were probably texting with Karen like you were in the middle exactly. of the podcast. Exactly. I, I think I was... I think Not I that was, I'm bitter. <laughs> I think I was Twittering or something. I don't know what the hell yeah, I oh, was doing. Oh, um, I have one thing I completely somehow forgot to mention. Uh, I guess maybe I didn't write it down. Um, the music is pretty bad throughout most of this, except when you use the... Uh, when when the, the, the Superman theme comes on, which I love. Yeah. But the guy who did the music for this movie, like, it wasn't John Williams. They just used his themes. But the guy who uh, who did the actual regular music for this movie, could we not uh, rile the dog while I'm talking, uh, was uh, Alexander Courage, who's mainly known uh, uh, for writing the Star Trek theme. Oh. Uh, but he also, uh, which I think we mentioned in our Star Trek 4, I think I mentioned him, mm-hmm. and and he was also mainly an orchestrator. I'm sorry, but that's a great name. Alexander Courage? Yeah, it is a good that's name. That's a great that's name. That's a really good name. That's like, a solid name. That's a, that's a baller name. That is baller, I will admit. Alexander <laughs> Courage. I mean, I, I think it'd be better if it was like like he shortened it a little bit, like Lex Courage, you know, maybe or Lex Courage. Well, I guess that that's not as good. Rock Courage, Stone Courage, Sterling Courage. No, it's two syllables. Doesn't work. Got to be one syllable. You know, like Stump Courage. No, stump oh, I know. Crash I know. Courage. Crash Courage. Anyway, continue. Private Eye. So yeah, no, continue. I'm whatever you're saying. I, okay, then I finish. Then finish up. Okay, yeah. Um, if for some strange reason, after this drunken shambles oh that my is God, my wife, shambling. after this drunken shambles sitting next to me, oh, um, if you, I'm not even that drunk, by the way, Miss Lushbug. Fine, I'm not, um, I'll be get off! No, no, no! Put that phone damn down. You can wait for the other two minutes until we're actually done. 
Um, if you're looking for us uh, on the interweberoos, uh, our website is matchmadeinspace.com. Um, and if you're looking to like communicate with us in a longer form than 140 characters, may I suggest matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. Yeah, you, if what you can do, you can fit in, you can fit in in under 140, you can just add us on Twitter at podcast. And hey, we've got a new podcast we just recently launched, as Allie mentioned earlier, uh, called A Hard Gray's Night. You can find us on iTunes. Um, right now, um, our website might be up by the point you appear this, but I, I'm afraid to say it. We do have the domain name, Hard Gray's Night, so that will be... .com. Dot com. So... That it will, will be, be there eventually. Yeah, uh, it's not there right now. In fact, right now it's piggybacking off the ma- off of our current off of our feed onto a different page. Um, if you're looking to follow uh, Allie and see uh, how her hangover is tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, oh wait, that'll be in the past. We're we're recording this weeks before we launch it. Uh, I guess scroll back to May second uh, <laughs> morning to see how her hangover is. Uh, because we, we're recording this on May Day, um, uh, probably two weeks ahead of when it's going to be launching. Uh, you can find her at Ali, A-L-I, underscore, Goo Demand, G-O-O-D-M-A-N. And you can find this schlocky McSchlockerson. <laughs> yes, exactly. You probably shouldn't try to say Yiddish words whenever you're, uh, when you're, uh, when you're tipsy. Uh, you can find him at... Of course Hitler. you can find him at chipsymcstagger.com. At hitlerpuncher.com. There's no space between us. I like Hitler By the way, he is not a dot com. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to correct you on that either. It's at hitlerpuncher. Hitler puncher, one who punches Hitlers. Um, oh, yeah. I guess... Um, Right now, I think we're going to have to give Allie some water and some Excedrin so that she, uh, you know, can wake up tomorrow morning and do her job again. And do my workout. Do like your you workout. Want... Hey, you guys, I think you should all tweet John and tell him that he needs to work out with me. I think you should all tweet Allie and say she needs to, like, stop <laughs> drinking so much. She's obviously got a problem. <laughs> um... This is a match made in space. The Bickersons are signing off. Adios. Adios.